Hi, guys. Hi, Welcome Garrett. back to another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. Today, we're talking about a movie that brought up a lot of old memories, memories of higher education. And I had to ask, what was your least favorite subject in high school? And was it because of the teacher or was it just because of the subject itself? Without a doubt, every single year of high school, I had my hardest class after lunch. So we're talking chemistry, geometry, algebra, algebra two. I don't know what it was, but the school gods had deemed it that I would not learn these subjects because I don't know about you guys. Once I eat, I want to take a nap. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I would just be like in class, head down on the table, not learning any of those X plus Y equals Q. See, that's not even correct. I, I learned no. nothing from algebra. What's the name of that uh, that equate or that that rule where you have inside, to do outside, left side, Foil. upside? Foil. That's what it is. First, outer, inner, last. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, you have to do the multiplication first. Yeah. Well, that's right. PEMDAS. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Man, you remember a Parentheses, lot. Parentheses. You must have had algebra like period one. <laughs> division, addition, subtraction. So I don't know, man. Like I wanted to do well in chemistry because that seemed like such a fun class. Yeah. Learning about ionic bonds and, and all that shit. Yeah. Slept, dude. I don't know how many times the teacher had to like kick me awake. I was like, oh, sorry. You know, I ate the French fries. Yeah. I mean, they're not doing us any favor. I don't know what they feed kids in school these days. Cardboard then, and fucking yeah. Cheez-Its, I think. They were not doing us any favors. Just loading us up with carbs, giving us milk and sending us off. <laughs> yeah. I love milk. So other than just falling asleep in all the toughest subjects, the subjects I hated the worst, and this is very specific to our state. We had, like, for six years running, Texas history. And that's all we learned for a full fucking year is like, hey, here's the Alamo for eight weeks. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to hear about Davy Crockett. I already know about that. Or here's the Battle of fucking Dung Hill or whatever it is. Uh -huh. You know, it's just like Texas history is so goddamn boring. Like as soon as I got into it's world obvious history, that he retained most of it. too. Yeah, yeah. Davy Crockett <laughs> and Battle of Dung Hill, the important stuff. Dung Hill's not a real thing. <laughs> uh, San Jacinto. There's one. That's okay. real. Um, but like once we got to world history, I was like, oh, I'm in on this. Yeah. We're talking Romans. We're talking Greeks. Like, let's learn about this shit. It's not just dumb cowboys with fucking coonskin caps anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was my least favorite subject was fucking Texas history. Leave it at the door. I would agree. I never took Texas history because I didn't go to any school in Texas. Well, you, uh, you're from New York, right? Yeah. Did they have New York history? Was this just some, some no. bullshit Texas thing? No. I went to school in New York and in Florida, and in neither times do I remember taking state. Like, it might have been, like, part of, like, a generic social studies course where we, like, learned about Florida history for, like, two weeks, but it wasn't its own standalone course. That's how proud we are, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. That's why we have six flags and not just one. Ooh. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, my least favorite, it was probably math, and I don't think it was any particular teacher. I think I just didn't care. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to ever need math, which is ironic because now I use math all the fucking time. Uh, and I just didn't like apply myself or care. I think I already said that, but I, that's how little I cared about it. I was like, well, that's uh, some of the things they always said, right? You take the algebra class. Like, are you using algebra on the daily? No, probably not. But I think I, well, I mean, definitely not. I'm not here out here like solving for X, <laughs> right? But I think that, that ideas behind it i do end up using mm, uh and like problem solving yeah exactly and like teaching you how to think like objectively and mathematically towards something yeah, i definitely use every day the other thing they would always tell us was you're not going to have a calculator <laughs> in your pocket every day when you're an adult We're like well 
Yes, you we know, do. <laughs> I feel really bad for those teachers because for like years, decades, that was true. They were the last group of teachers who... They were the last line of defense. Yeah, who, who were like, ha, huh, fuck you, you were wrong. But did they not see Stevie in the back seat with his calculator watch? Like, it was already happening in the yeah. 80s. It was on the way to becoming that's, a thing. In that's the true. back seat with his calculator watch. Okay, back, yeah, in the back row. Oh, okay. You know, you, taking the hold tests. Hold on. The guy with the beep, calculator beep, beep, beep. watch was a front row student. Yes. You think so? Oh, yeah. I thought he was the one that needed help. No, Ze- <laughs> Zeke's are in the back, okay? Oh, okay. Front row students uh, have the calculator watch. I remember they used to make us buy those TI-83s. Those were high speed, And you're man. talking about Zeke from this movie, not Zeke from Boss Burgers, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes. And not Zeke the plumber from Salute Your Shorts. Oh, he was probably a back uh, back row kid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. back row kid! That was a bad Jim Morrison impression, but, you know. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Uh, I was there. You took me back. <laughs> yeah, I felt it. Uh, See, so yeah, I'm going to land on that math, and now I regret it because I wish I was better at it. Well, this is pretty simple for me because I'm bad at math. I'm bad with names. I'm bad with all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But freshman English, that was it. I normally like English class, but we had to read the worst fucking books ever. The Scarlet Letter trash. Oh, it is so um, bad, bro. Like, it wasn't until sophomore where you got, like, Beowulf and a couple other things that actually had, like, some, like, interesting concepts and things. That's where you got Macbeth. Mm-hmm. But freshmen, man, we had the worst books. They were so boring. And we had a teacher that just was convinced that it's because we're not really looking at the literary themes. I'm like, no, it's a bad book. It's just mm-hmm. a boring, bad book. I'm so sorry. This is trash. Stop trying to convince me that it's not trash. Yeah. Just take mm-hmm. the A off. You don't have to wear it. Like if you want to turn kids off reading, give them the Scarlet Letter. That book is shit. It is trash. I reread it or tried to reread it as an adult thinking maybe it was because I was 13 and didn't get it. No, it's just a boring slog of a novel. Look, you had to be there, okay? You had to live the puritanical <laughs> lifestyle to get it. All they right? also gave us Thoreau and I actually like gained a respect for Thoreau once I got older and stuff like that. But oh. you pair Thoreau with the fucking with yeah. the Scarlet Letter. You have just bored your kids into like mind-numbing existence. Is that like Walden? Yeah, yes. Walden oh was a tough read. God, I hated Walden. Here, look, watch this ant. He's he's carrying a leaf, and that goes on for thirty-eight pages. Mm. And you're like, God. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the idea of like just go live like a simple person in the woods. I get that now, right? In my thirties, when I was thirteen, I was like, this guy is a loser. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> this guy can't cut it. Like now, you're like, I hate people. Yeah, <laughs> like, I wish <laughs> I could go in the woods. I get it. Let me look at that ant. <laughs> well, I know they're, they're trying to teach us to, like, to identify the themes and stuff that, you know, throw used and stuff like that, but it's hard to do when you've got 35 minutes before the bell rings and you just want to be on to your next thing. Do you think Thoreau was really sitting right in the shiz? I can't wait till kids 120 years from now, like 15-year-olds, got to yeah. suffer through this. No. He knows mm-hmm. that he, I don't think anyone wasn't creates for anything that. for that purpose. I, I mean, maybe but I don't a few think people. teens were his demographic, is what I'm yeah. saying, when he was writing his flowery word <laughs> fucking He's always salad. like, gentlemen, it's YA fiction. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I'm a Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, it's finally here. We've hit 150 episodes as of right now. 
Now, what do we win? 150 more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck doing it. You don't get away from it. Well, that's pretty cool we made it this long, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. I like how but... he asked us. Like, he was like, should I be proud of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I would say so. a good thing so. or a bad thing. Yeah. Depends who you ask. Well, yeah. I mean, that's fair. That is fair. I'd say... I'm sure our listeners love it. You're welcome, America and the rest of the world. I forgot we have listeners overseas. Yeah. Well, very, very popular. Mostly popular overseas. All of our listeners go to different schools. You wouldn't know them. You know the phrase, huge in Japan? Yeah. We're huge in Sweden, I think. <laughs> so I'm not quite... Right. We're huge everywhere, guys. Love uh, it. I love the Swedes. You can't stop us. It's a freight train. And you know what? We're a hundred f- more episodes will be full global domination. You're right. And thank you, all of you out there for listening for as long as you have. If this is your first one, welcome in. We're dumb. We talk about horror <laughs> whoa, movies. Whoa, what a fucking sell uh, it, man. You're right. I'm sorry. Hold on. Look you're dumb. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Grave Talk podcast. If you first time, you've just stumbled upon the greatest podcast in existence. We talk about horror movies, all things horror. Well, I couldn't think of a better way to ring in the 150 and do a film by a fellow Texan, Robert Rodriguez. So that's what we're here to talk about. The Faculty from 1998. And it feels like it. Doesn't it? <laughs> Was it 98? Well, I would have thought like 95. Oh, yeah. 98. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it definitely feels dated. 90-ish. <laughs> it opened that? with an Offspring song. So I mean, <laughs> right. there, there's, there's your 90s Instant for you. <laughs> stamp of 90s approval. Which there. I did actually like. I did like that Offspring song. That was one of the better ones. True. Well, before we get into that, got a tiny bit of news. Apple TV Plus is going to bring us a Godzilla television show. A weekly Godzilla television show. Yeah. Does that excite any of you? Well, no. <laughs> like, so Wayne's Godzilla, we gotta go. No. Oh, okay. that would be awesome. Yeah, Dude, like, like Godzilla, King, Kong, King Kong Godzilla had a whole shaggy uh, Scooby thing going on. They got on. a massively giant mystery van. They're just rolling yes. through Tokyo. Monsters, Inc. Wait, that's already exists. Never mind. Or if they put him in space, I'd be down for that, where he's got to go planet to planet would and fight interstellar in Godzillas. <laughs> he's already been to space. Has he? Yeah. Mechagodzilla, oh. There's right? literally, he fights another one called Space Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Godzilla and Space Godzilla. I well, love this it. is just right for TV show pickings, isn't it? Yeah. It'll be a, I'm assuming it's going to be a weekly, like, beat em up. Well, hey, here's the new villain of the week type, you know, monster rolls in and they fight. But it's interesting. Eh, wrong. Based off TV we've seen, Mark, it's going to basically be nine episodes of them being like, I'm picking up seismic mm-hmm. variations. Oh, oh God. my God. What is this tiny bug that's everywhere could this be indicative of something bigger and then episode nine we'll get godzilla to pop up at episode 10 he'll destroy some stuff and then it'll be like tune in next season if it gets repicked up well here's what the synopsis is according to bloody disgusting following the thunderous battle between godzilla and the titans that leveled san francisco and the shocking new reality that monsters are real the untitled series explores one family's journey to uncover oh, its boy. buried secrets and a legacy linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch. I don't like that at all. No, let me tell you a secret. <laughs> Anyone who wants to make Godzilla property, I don't care about any families. None. If you're like, ah, one family, that's what we want to focus on. You're wrong. <laughs> Zoom way out here. Nobody gives a shit. That uh, and a squad of military people. Yeah. Those two oh, we're done with. They're okay. going to be, I mean, if there's not military people all over the The family show. is ex-military. Oh, damn. Oh, God. Worlds are colliding. If Kick-Ass shows up in this thing, I'm going to be 3,000% <laughs> out. Now, one thing that does give me hope is that it, the names attached to it are Chris Black and Matt Fraction. And we know Matt Fraction from the comic books, right? Yeah, he's done the uh, Hawkeye series that you may have uh, seen, the new Hawkeye Disney Plus series. That story is based off the Matt Fraction run. 
He's also done a bunch of other rad stuff, some Daredevil stuff, but yeah. So not maybe not give up all hope just yet, mm-hmm. but uh, if if they go off the 2014 playbook, I'm, I'm done before it even starts. Yeah, I would agree. We'll be around when that starts, and I'll let you know how it is. I'm sure I'm going to watch it because I watch everything with that giant fucking <laughs> lizard. So. Has that new Texas Chainsaw Massacre come out on Netflix? The not eight, yet, the but 18th. soon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which I assume we'll throw into the mix at some point. I'm sure it'll be as great as all the other Texas Chainsaw <laughs> films. As long as it's not the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Because uh, yeah. we're trying to save that. Yeah, for I wonder our if it will be. next worst in show, you know? I don't, you know what? I think that this, it won't be because this series has lowered expectations so far that if it's passable, people are like, you know what? That was actually pretty good. So <laughs> go in expecting garbage yeah. and you might get a decent chainsaw movie. That's, that's, that's my uh, philosophy. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you guys been up to? Uh, I have not been up to anything. Uh, I've, I have started watching. So friend of the show, uh, Leroy, he's been on a couple of episodes. Leroy Jenkins. Different Leroy, but, okay. uh, I'm sure he is not sick of that joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> introduced me to Buzzfeed unsolved. Uh, and so I guess there's two versions. There's like supernatural and true crime. And it's about these two guys who go to like all these haunted places and explain what's going on and kind of try to prove it. it's a ghost hunting show, uh, but it is ridiculously addictive. And the two guys are very, very personable. So I've watched an embarrassing amount of that in the last few weeks. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the true crime ones, uh, so I can't speak if those are good, but the supernatural ones are pretty good. Pretty Can good. I take a quiz at the end of the series to find out which ghost hunter I was? Uh, well, there's only two of them, you know, so. <laughs> so it's a real easy quiz. Yeah, but definitely that's a, a shaniac. That's a BuzzFeed joke, John. <laughs> there's always quizzes and shit. That's the joke. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Well, which whoosh. Disney princess are you? Uh, so Ariel, that, baby. Ariel. Big time. I, I was getting Ariel vibes. Okay, I was about to say, I hope yeah. so. Uh, you want a shishkamabob? I got 30, 12 of them in the back. <laughs> Thingamadoos. Uh, so, yeah, if you need something on them, it's good background while you work because uh, it doesn't require a whole bunch of attention. Uh, and where so can we find good. that? YouTube. YouTube. BuzzFeed Unsolved. Okay, interesting. Garrett? You know, Mark, I have not been really watching anything horror lately. Uh, just kind of getting ready for some of the new stuff that's coming out. Again, there's a lot of new things coming out soon that we're excited about, but I've been kind of like just waiting for those. So, no, just the same old stuff I watch all the time. Another 87 episodes of Frasier, 67 Police Academies. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into it today. Like we said, The Faculty by Robert Rodriguez. This one stars a lot of people. Holy crap, does it have a lot of people in it. Would you say it's a star-studded cast? Definitely. Yeah, me too. Now in 1998, eh, maybe not. Future. Maybe not, but future Hollywood in this movie, (laughs) all of them. I recognize three people. What? What? That's it. I recognize three people. Who did you recognize? Let's see. Okay, I recognize Frodo. Okay. One. All right. I recognize Lilith from Frasier. Who was the principal? Looking real good in this <laughs> oh, movie, I will did. say. Always, even in I will Frasier, say. I mean, they dress her down, but man, she's always looking fantastic. Um, and then I recognize, okay, four people, sorry. Uh, Selma Hayek and um, uh, T1000, whatever that guy's Robert name. Patrick. Robert Patrick. I you, almost said Robert okay. Pattinson. Yeah. Well, you missed on, out on, on Usher. Yeah, wait, let's, let's Usher? go over the list. I'll go over the list and I'll tell was you what they were. Was he on the football were. team? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I, he looked familiar, but I couldn't tell who he was. All right, so here's who's in this movie. We got Jordana Brewster, who okay. has gone on to be famous in the Fast and Furious franchise as sister to Dominic Toretto. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell because she didn't say family once in this movie. Yes, I, could, I totally understand why you missed that. Yeah. Delilah, that's her character's name. You remember Delilah? Okay, I remember Delilah. Okay. We got Clay Duvall as Stokely. Now, she does. she's done a bunch of television. I haven't seen a lot of her since. 
Uh, That's the goth girl, right? Right. Okay. Mainly because I just want, don't watch a lot of TV myself. Lori Harris is Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. She's the blonde. The, the Georgia Peach. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Mark. Is that so, Mark? Yeah. Josh Hartnett from 30 Days a Night. Josh. The vampire movie you like so much. Who is he? No, no. He's 20 eight. Days Later. Oh, oh wait, 30 no, Days a night. night. He was yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cop in the Snow. Oh, Oh, he, that's that dude? Yeah, that's Zeke. He's just the main character. He's only the main dude. <laughs> this oh. was one of his first movies, too. He looked very young. Yeah. Uh, Sean Hattesey as Stan Rosado. Um, also does a lot of TV now. Selma Hayek as the nurse. Mm -hmm. uh, Famke Jensen. Uh, Jean Grey. Anyone? Mm -hmm. Or House on Haunted Hill lady? House on Haunted Hill? Yeah. The one you liked and made us do in this podcast. Yeah. Famke Jensen, she know. was she was the mousy teacher yeah. turned like oh the 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 sexy slutty teacher yeah yeah also looking smoking in this film that's Jean Grey yeah and okay. she has the best stunt doll in the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> we got Piper Laurie as Mrs Karen Olson that's literally Carrie's mother now don't you know by now I can see inside you I can see this in as surely as God can no, we'll pray no we'll pray no, woman no. <laughs> I think, oh, is it, is I didn't know that. In, okay. Which one's the one that was from Twin Peaks? Because the people are also watching from were, Twin Peaks. Okay, they yes. were just like, that's a lady from Twin Peaks. And I'm like, okay. Same lady. Okay, cool. So she's got horror background right there. Christopher McDonald, uh, you eat pieces of shit from breakfast from Happy Gilmore. He's the golfer. Oh, Shooter McGavin? Shooter McGavin. <laughs> All right. That plays uh, Frodo's daddy. <laughs> Please don't ever say Frodo's daddy like that again. From now on, you're known as Frodo Daddy. One of them was the Queen and C, an Apple TV show. Speaking of Apple TV, I can't remember which one now. Bebe Neuerwith, I think we already uh, said that's Frasier's uh, wife in yep. the Frasier show. Robert Patrick, the T2000 from... Mm, 1000. Uh, or, I'm sorry. T1000 from T2. You see, I can get yeah, that Yeah, killed it in this film. Yeah, yeah. Totally great. <laughs> from moment one when it starts and he's just like, God damn it! And I'm just like, Whoa! As John said, Usher as Gabe Santora, John Stewart. Yeah, you didn't recognize oh, okay, John Stewart. Okay. I recognize. I forgot John Stewart was in it, but yes, John Stewart was in this in a really early role. Yeah, looking really young compared to what he looks like now, man. I, mm -hmm. <laughs> my, my roommate was sitting the whole time going, "Like, man, he's still hot." <laughs> I was like, "All right, I get it." Pre Pre Daily Show, John Stewart. He plays Professor Edward Furlong. Wink. What? Wink. What? Eddie Furlong. T two. Is that, a, is that a movie reference? John Connor. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm making a joke because they reference like a million movies in this movie. The actor who played John Connor's name is Eddie, Eddie Furlong. Furlong. Oh, It was okay. the one that all the girls had a crush on when we were in high school. He was the bad boy. Well, that's clever. <laughs> Daniel Von Bargen is Mr. John Tate. I loved him in Super Troopers. He was like the foil of the other cop squad. Is he the tall kind of bald yeah. teacher? Okay. Mm -hmm. He's been in a lot of stuff. I've seen too, him do like TV stuff before, yeah, yeah. and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, he the was also right? in, he was in Malcolm in the Middle. He was the guy with the hook hand. Yeah, he does good as a yeah. cranky dude. He's really good. Elijah Wood as Casey Connor. Cooties. <laughs> The maniac, you know, he's been in all the all movies he's not really known for now. <laughs> okay, cool. And that's really about it. But honestly, dude, that's a mm -hmm. lot of people for one film, especially one that isn't really well remembered or really thought of these days. You well, know? before we go on, though, I want to actually like take a moment to tell you, like, out of that list of characters, which ones I actually cared about. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. I hated every character in this movie. Wow. <laughs> I hated Just, every wow. character in this movie. I have the complete opposite opinion. I think this had some of the best built characters mm -hmm. in one of these fucking movies really? we've yeah. ever seen. Oh, it's going to be a hot episode, folks. No, I, in. <laughs> these teen movies almost leave me like seething with disgust yeah. for our characters. These, I liked every single one of them. I uh, want you to make a, a movie called These Teen Movies. <laughs> these teen <laughs> Not movies. another teen movie already out there, and yeah. it was bad. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, normally, I'm rooting for the killer, but this 
this time I was like, you go. Y'all just keep keep on keeping on. Stay alive. Yeah. Wow. Except, okay. Well, we'll get there. The ending didn't make a lot of sense, but we'll get there. The budget was $15 million and brought in 63.2 in the box office. So nice. it was a moderate yeah. success. Pretty good. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, 55% with the critics. Okay. A little over half liked it. And then with the audience, 55%. What? Is that the first time it's ever matched for I us? think so. Wow. Exact match. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> uh, so as we mentioned, this was directed by Robert Rodriguez, and it was written by Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson has written all the things from this era that were like this. He wrote Scream 1, 2, 4. He wrote uh, I Know What You Did Last mm-hmm. Summer, and he wrote The Faculty. Okay. And he also wrote Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Amazing. This dude was obsessed with teen dramas and And killing teens. Look, if you wanted to know about teens, you came to Kevin, apparently. (laughs) I feel like this movie is a perfect example of how little he knew about teens, though, because every character in this movie is such a like a contradiction of what they're supposed to be. I'm the goth with the heart of gold. But that's what makes it so interesting to me. I'm I'm the bad boy who's like a super genius. You know, you're just like everybody was loved it. There were three dimensional you would say they're not defined by their they didn't um, play the uh, regular trope yeah oh i'm the big jock dumbass like i'm gonna go bully people no it's the yeah. reverse but everyone he was, was getting the exact bullied. opposite of what they were supposed to be i'm the jock who doesn't really want to be a jock i want to be a brain and it's like it's like if the breakfast club had an existential crisis yes. Love it. Like, yeah what's wrong with that this is good <laughs> i couldn't believe anybody because i'm like well you know whatever you're doing you're not doing for the right reasons so well, yeah that's what teens do dumb shit for the wrong reasons <laughs> Kevin Williamson was originally slated to direct this film also, but he stepped aside because he wanted his directorial debut to be another one that he'd written a few years before. Funny enough, the script for this movie had been kicking around since the early 90s, and it wasn't until Scream exploded that uh, Miramax was like, give me that script. Well, that was the same thing with what we did last summer. Yeah. So everything that dude touched apparently was like, cha-ching, grab everything he's got. Well, that goes to my point then, because these characters felt like early 90s teens and not like late 90s teens to me this is all starting to feel like the same decade i'm not really seeing a clear cut like okay well if if they're all listening to fucking (laughs) motown philly back again (laughs) and fucking new jack swing then i'm like that's if it's like mo money then it's definitely early 90s but you know this this like high school white kids in a school just all kind of feel the same hey usher was there (laughs) Yeah. Good point. Uh, I originally wrote this one off as another one of those. So I know that it was a sequel to not another teen movie. Another one of those teen movies. (laughs) So the thing is, is like when Scream came out in 96, I knew it was a big thing, but it didn't really work on me because I didn't care about the meta stuff. Like I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. You think it's clever. It is a good movie, however. Right. Mark cynical since a young age. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It was it was a decent movie, and that one, and like I said, the other ones he's done, the I know what you did last summer, and then this one, I was just I just kind of lumped them all into the same thing. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it wasn't until a party in the mid two thousands that I went to, where I just sat on the couch and it was actually playing on someone's TV, and I was like, oh, that lady's head has tentacles. <laughs> this is kind of my thing, you know. Yeah, a la the thing. Mark, you know? lover of tentacles. No, we get it. now hold on. <laughs> Wait, did you Walk say a la the thing when there's an actual thing scene in this movie? Yes, absolutely. Okay. This movie, like Scream, wanted to do the meta montage of all the slasher tropes. This one 
mutes that, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. It's not nearly as heavy handed as Scream. It mutes it down and it's a nice homage to all the invasion movies like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Thing, yep. you know, stuff like that. I thought it was great. And when has this ever been set in a high school? Uh, Have we ever had an invasion of the body snatchers in high school before this? Nope. I'm sure in the 50s there was something like that. I, I mean, don't, I don't yeah, think going so. Going to sock hops and shit. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps. But yeah, that's why I appreciate this movie. It seems I like it does a lot. I was a teenage werewolf, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I ended up liking it much later down the road. At least one of us at the table likes it. Oh yeah, I'm a huge fan. I don't remember when I first saw it, but I've probably seen this movie now like four times. Well, let's, let, let's just get for our listeners, because honestly, for the past like... 30 or so minutes we've been talking. There's only one thing they've, they've cared about. John, soundtrack. Oh, big slaps. What? Big, double, <laughs> no. hand, double handed slap. What the hell is wrong with it's you? It's a close handed. That wall cover <laughs> was the worst. Close handed fist slap. I mean, oh, God. I think those are called punches, actually. <laughs> you know, a fist I'm slap. I'm going to close hand slap you now. Suck it to me, baby. Yeah. Okay, wow. look, okay. that track. I remember when that was playing on the radio in the 90s. This, I was like, why are they covering Wait, did that the wall? actually make the radio? Yeah, absolutely. It was oh. on the rotation. I'm so lucky I missed that. So I don't know if it was written for this movie or if it was just out, but it was definitely on the radio in the 90s. That must have been during Garrett's like EDM and punk music days because I, man, I missed so much radio stuff when I was doing that. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about the soundtrack. The worst song in the whole movie is at the beginning scene when coach, whatever his name is, chasing the principal and it's just random noise. Stop this. This is awful. Luckily, they didn't do it again. <laughs> that that Offspring song, and that was it. Everything else, I was like, oh, God, late 90s music. Right. You didn't like Creed? You don't like Soul Asylum? You don't like Tom Morello? I love Tom Morello in certain aspects. What song was Tom Morello's? He did Another Brick in the Wall that you love so much. Oof. <laughs> well, Rage Against the Machines was awesome. So, what about Oasis? Cheryl you, Crow. Nope. You've named a bunch of bands that I don't give two shits about. John, this soundtrack does not slap. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, the thing is, it, you know, since I am, this isn't a, or none of these bands are bands that I listen to a lot, except The Offspring. Uh, it's just like uh, right up my alley, generic poppy rock sound. John's the kind of guy that I can go through like all the music when I was growing up, cut out all the tracks that I hate put them in a dustbin, and then John's like, ooh, good music. I was listening to different types of music. So you were not cognizant for the Creed era of music? I mean, I knew who Creed was. How could you not? I also, I knew who Creed was because they did the entrance music to one of a WWF wrestler who I can't think of now. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, you couldn't miss Creed. They're like the biggest fucking band in the world. I saw their poster on one of the walls in the kids' house. I was like, ew, I'm cringing just looking at yeah. them. The thing about it, and I say that because like Creed was selling out stadiums across the world. You- Got to give them credit for and like yet, being popular, though. Everybody was like, "No, I don't listen to Creed." And it's like bullshit. Somebody is listening to Creed, <laughs> <laughs> right? We just won't admit it. Yeah, like nobody. It's like in the year two thousand would admit listening to Creed, but here they are with sellout stadium tours and number one records. It's true. Anywho, <laughs> that's enough about Creed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a little offspring for you. That's good. That's good. I knew exactly <laughs> what you were me. doing. <laughs> 
All right. Well, here's what the back of the VHS tape. Oh, my God. I thought we already did this. No. No, no. We're saving the best for last. This is the back of the VHS tape has to say about the faculty. Funny and clever, says the Los Angeles Times. Wrong. A scary sci-fi flick with wit, energy, and attitude, says the Detroit News. Wrong. I don't know. I think they're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So far, so good. It's a good sign when your review starts with how funny your horror movie is, This though. tale of a bunch <laughs> of doofy <laughs> teens who aren't really themselves takes place in a time when... No, go ahead. This hip and edgy thriller from the director of From Dust Till Dawn and the writer of Scream and Scream 2 sizzles with a hot young cast, including Elijah Wood. From Deep Impact. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Josh Hartnett from Halloween H2O and R&B superstar Usher Raymond. I didn't know his last name was Raymond. Yeah. I but thought he was in like, this movie for like three seconds. I thought he was like Cher. Usher Usher. Yeah. <laughs> Usher Usher Mario Usher. <laughs> Luigi Usher. <laughs> when some very creepy things start happening around school, the kids at Harrington High make a chilling discovery that confirms their worst suspicions. Their teachers really are from another planet. As mind-controlling parasites rapidly begin spreading from the faculty to the student bodies, the students' bodies, yeah, it doesn't matter. A little play on words there. It's ultimately up to a few who are left, an unlikely collection of loners, leaders, nerds, and jocks, to save the world from the alien domination. Also starring Robert Patrick from Terminator 2, Famke Jensen from Deep Rising, and Jon Stewart from Playing by Heart. Never even heard of that movie. Yeah, they didn't go with Half Baked? I'm curious. <laughs> I don't think that was out then. Don't miss the unstoppable excitement of this unpredictably smart and scary hit. Now, it's a little predictable. Really? I would not have guessed who the Queen was. That the first part, time no, I but saw, the rest yeah. of it was well, like yeah. beat for beat one of these, right? Well, yeah. It's a, but it's an homage, I felt. Right, and they even they tell didn't. you that this is what's going to happen. Yeah, like, they literally cite the movies yeah. that they're making homage to in this film. All right, so... Is there anything else you guys want to say about your feelings on this before we jump into it? Let's jump. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So this movie, uh, like I said, I think it's a good contrast to the Scream era movies where the meta stuff was really hitting hard. And I feel like maybe they took this dude's script or maybe he was already kind of working with the idea of bringing the movie tropes into the script itself when he wrote this one first. Yeah. But they do reference all those other older movies. And I actually kind of like the way they do it because like, we don't really know what's going on, but we think it's an alien invasion. It's like, right? Like that one movie. Yeah. Right. Wait a minute. Do you think that they've always been coming here and they actually visited like George Lucas yeah. and Spielberg? And that's the whole. I flipped my shit when they said that. Like, do you think they've been training humans to accept invasion? I was like, get bent movie. Like, no, I hated that fucking excuse so much. I kind of liked <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I, I was like, we've been, we've been wearing their mental or we've been preparing them uh, yeah. mentally for an actual invasion by giving them fiction about this happening. I, I was bought in. Yeah. And it, it's not like the movie says that's what happens. That's literally just what Frodo no, fucking says. I know. Says I know. But what, when they said that, I was just like, but like they go from like, huh, people are acting weird to what if we've been trained for the past 50 years? And I'm like, oh boy, like, dude, <laughs> that sounds like some bullshit I would have made up at the lunch yeah. table. Like, honestly. Yeah. yeah but as a bullshit high school kid, you should know better. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think that that is exactly the kind of theory uh, like a 16 year old nerd would come up with. I want to say that the 
I don't know for certain, but I feel like the the movie reference and stuff is like Robert Rodriguez because him and Tarantino and stuff like that they were like really like tapped into like the like referencing and like no, it had to be the writer because all of his films are like this. Yeah, Rodriguez didn't write this; he just came in and directed. That's right. That's right. So it was definitely the dude who was already doing the meta stuff. I just don't know where that came. Like I like Robert Rodriguez as a director, though. I think he's really good. No, I like him too. I'm I'm really happy we're doing another one of his. Um, yeah, we'll have to do Spy Kids next. No the boy. truest horror. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that idea. I like the themes they play with. I love alien invasion movies. Mm-hmm. I always have as a kid. Invaders from Mars from Toby Hooper is one of the ones that stuck with me the most as a kid. It's like, I can't trust you. You you were supposed to be my parental figure, but you've now been taken over by an alien mind and you're trying to kill me. Like that's a scary thought as a child. I would agree. So I've always kind of gravitated toward these type stories. You've never lived in a dysfunctional home. I guess not. <laughs> I'm one of the lucky you just, ones. You just take that stuff for red at a certain point. You're like, all right, you know what? You're all out to kill me, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But I think that's why I like this more. Alien, A good alien invasion story really hits home with me. Yeah. You know what took me out of this movie, though? This was the most bonkers high school I've ever seen in my whole life. It was Lord of the fucking Flies. Yeah. I don't believe even you in You mean 19- like smoking cigarettes while in football well, practice? Yeah, I mean, they're smoking. It opens with like a car crash. Other kids are ramming kids' balls into flagpoles. <laughs> Everybody's just running into each other constantly. People are standing like, right behind everyone else. Yeah. You know that one scene where the two couple are sitting at that picnic bench yeah. and she's just like beating the <laughs> shit out of the guy and he's like not moving? I'm yeah. like, what? What the fuck is that all about? So this whole high school must have like seven teachers, and that's why it's just chaos. All these teachers hate it here, by the way. Yeah. The faculty looks like a miserable bunch. That was one of my, well, I had two teacher-related notes. Uh, one, do teachers really call each other like, oh, hey, Mr. and Mrs. X, or they don't use each other's first names? I, I know some do. Like, we, we were pretty cool with the administration and stuff like that at our high school to a to a level and they would actually like oh mrs johnson blah 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 blah. they would but maybe when talking to students but not when talking to each other or no, like no, when talking to each other we'd hear them like call each other by name but like the people they so were close weird. with they call them first names but I, all right well that's bizarro and two yeah teachers do you all hate each other this much is this is this regular amount of hatred yes the the football coach hates the music teacher he hates <laughs> well, i can see why everybody hates him even before he was an alien he was a fucking creepo yeah yeah, for sure. Well, this one does start off with the coach being taken over, right? The practice of the football team is yeah, in and the wrapping it up. He and then the the oh, that's what that was. Yeah, that's yeah. How he I thought he was already taken over. No, he was watching the water sprinklers go off erratically. Yeah. The one thing you're going to see in this whole movie is the school is just falling apart. They don't want to spend any money. They have right. no budget, but they do have a pool, which every high school a has. Giant yeah, pool. giant Olympic size pool. <laughs> Yes, I don't know why that was. We had one too. No, this my, movie logic though has fucking Shyamalan uh, alien logic. When like we need water to survive, so let's go to Ohio. I was like, this is dumb. Well, if you're gonna take over the planet, do you try barging in the front door? Do you see Elijah Wood? It explains it. They're sneaking in through the back door of Ohio. You come mm-hmm. through Texas, Ohio, the back door of America, Texas, <laughs> the state with all the guns. <laughs> The, the, look, the pandemic has proven to one thing that Texas is dumb as shit. That's okay. True. We do not know how to survive anything. In we 1998, though, we talk a good game, but no, we're the first to go. <laughs> let's be honest. But we've got a we've got a coastline. We've got desert. 
We've got snow up top. I mean, I think that they whatever made, you need as an alien, you've got no, it yeah, in Texas. I mean, the Shyamalan logic is, oh, we're a, uh, allergic to water, so we go to a completely wet planet. This actually made sense. At least they like That's water. What I'm they went to Ohio, though, a landlocked middle There's of the rivers country. rivers and shit. I don't think. <laughs> rivers and sh- Well, yeah, technically. Yeah. But did you see all those gallons of jugs of yeah. water they brought in? I don't think they had any trouble finding water. True. Their water budget, <laughs> I mean, speaking of school boards, the school boards probably be like, what the fuck's going on with your water? budget y'all principal drake uh why are your all of a sudden (laughs) one thousand percent budget increase in the water (laughs) can't afford computers but unlimited water look hydration is key it is and i thought he was already taken over and i thought he was like just like mad talking shit to a kid yeah no he gets taken over then it's uh like a school teacher meeting where the principal is like uh you're getting no fucking money uh, and they're like, but I want to take the kids to New York. And he's like, yeah, that was never going to happen. <laughs> I, love, I love her response. You're not leaving the Ohio border. Yeah. Uh, another one, another teacher wants computers. Um, all right. Fair enough. She tells him to juice the old ones up. Yeah. The dialogue in this movie is freaking bananas. So we're probably running Windows 92 on uh, the school computers. Like, let's, let's be fair. Or they could be the fucking DOS. Apple II, you yeah, know, back DOS, in the baby. day, right? Now, how do you juice one of those? Well, you get what you get are jumper cables. <laughs> uh, you just need to feed it more power. If Star Trek has taught me oh, anything. Okay. So divert the cells? Yeah, exactly. You're kicking the auxiliary power. You're going to be fine. <laughs> uh, and then another teacher wants to do a play. And she's like, hey, why don't you redo the same play you did last year? And because you're getting no money. And they're all like, I bet the football team gets money. And she's like, you're fucking right, they do. Because have you gone to our stadium? Uh, Which is that part, I believe. That is very middle America. Like, their stadium is like a fucking actual stadium. Well, she says, like, the whole town is here on Friday night. So, hint, hint, hint. Right. She's like, the school board loves football, so they get all the money. So, sorry. Sucks to be y'all. And they grumble, 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 walk away. Because I never thought about the economics of high school sports. You know, like all the concession money gets goes to the school. You know, like yeah. all and the, here in Austin, like one of the high schools was under massive fire for paying like a football coach they brought in like three times the salary of what a normal teacher gets paid because they wanted a winning football team. Like it's it's fucking bananas. And we wonder why the school system's so fucked up. Yeah. Welcome back to infrastructure talk. Ow. Oh. <laughs> the meeting gets dismissed at this point. Right. And all the teachers are going home, but Principal Drake. Drake is she's like, oh, I left my keys or some garbage. I don't remember. Some yeah, bullshit Yeah, no, that's what happens. it is. She's like, I left my keys. I got to go get them. And they're like, all right, see you tomorrow. So she goes back into the school. And who is there? Creepy old fucking football coach. Coach Machansky or whatever his name is. Coach Willis. Coach Willis. So close. I was close. Like, oh, that was like. <laughs> Machansky, Willis. <laughs> like a syllable away. They're next door neighbors. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, coach. And he's like really creeping up on her, getting all up in her personal space. Excellent casting on this part. Yeah. You want an imposing figure that will just like bullhead his way through a situation. You get fucking Robert Patrick. Mm-hmm. That dude is a menacing looking dude. Even at his age now, he's like in that Peacemaker show. You're like, I'm still scared of you. I know you're like 80 something, but holy shit. Yeah, the guy, he does this role really well. And he's in this must be a regular occurrence because she's like, coach, you're drunk again. Uh, <laughs> ease up. 
sleep it off. We'll talk in the morning. And he's like, really? And, she's, and he's like, I need a pencil. I thought they were going to go into a Van Halen joke right there. Give me something to ride on. <laughs> uh, you know, hot for teacher. No, no, I got it, man. Okay. I got uh, it. And she keeps asking for a pencil. Finally, she's like, here's your fine. Here's your fucking pencil. <laughs> All I wanted was a pencil and she wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> Just one pencil. Just one pencil. Uh, then he takes that pencil and he stabs her right through the fucking hand. That was creepy. That got me off guard. I was like, whoa, out the gate yeah. going hard. Uh, and then he goes, I've always wanted to do that. Which did he really, or was that just a stupid quip? This is another situation where they think the invaders have access to all the memories and the personalities of their host, right? So I think this was something that this fucking (laughs) principal wanted to do in his off time someday was actually put a pencil through somebody's hand. I agree. Which then I guess goes to what John said, where all the teachers do hate each other because uh, when um, Piper whatever from Twin Peaks stabs the principal with a pair of scissors or something like that. She's like, I always wanted to do that. And I'm like, yo, I can understand the theater teacher wanted to stab the principal, but right. Mrs. Olson, the coach is getting everything he wants. Look, if you're a teacher, you probably fantasize about stabbing somebody at some (laughs) point in the class. (laughs) Uh, My main note for this is can a pencil really go through a hand? I think so. Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. Here's the trick. Number three. Uh, That's why we don't get to use them. We're only allowed number two because number three pencils, those are weapons. Murderous. Number two shatter <laughs> on impact. Well, I, I'm thinking, won't the tip break? Yes, but if you, a piece of stick that small and that like stable, you could jam it right through your hand. Uh, I have tune seen in next it, week. I have seen a kid fucking stab a pencil in between his fingers. Yeah, but that's really thin skin. I'm, this one right through your skin palm. on your palm is super there's, soft. There's bones there. Let's ask Jeeves. The bones have lines though. All right, you listeners, could, don't stab a pencil through your hand. But if this happened to happen to you, can we get MythBusters on this? <laughs> let us know. I don't so know. anyway, I got stabbed with a pencil once, not in my hand. I but. killed a man with a Scantron once. <laughs> yeah, I got no, on a school bus. I got we were, uh, a fucking, B or C. <laughs> kid stabbed me right in the arm. I had a little black dot for years and years and years where I was stabbed. Yeah. Was the lead still inside you? I guess so. But that's like a meaty part of your arm, Yeah, it right? didn't like, It didn't get through, but it, I mean... I feel like this could so go Robert through. Patrick is basically chasing <laughs> your principal bullet uh, so yeah, She uses her keys, punches him in the head. He's like, ah, oh, that fucking Slashes sucks. a Wolverine style yeah, with her keys. really gets him good. She runs out uh, and somehow the doors are now like chained shut. Robert Patrick did it. Yeah. No, he did. He, he locked the doors. I thought it was the drama teacher. <gasps> Could have been both. So, well, she was yeah. outside though. You can't lock it from the outside, the inside. She went, she was alienized. We don't know when. Yeah. It could have been before oh, the meeting. Tentacles. Yeah. It could have been before the meeting. It could have been when she went to get her keys. The movie doesn't really tell yeah. us. Point is, now it's locked, and uh, she dropped her keys, and she sees the drama teacher, and the drama teacher said, "Let me go get help." And I guess I understand, but not really. The principal's like, don't you dare leave this fucking door. I just want you to see me die. Even though she was totally ineffectual. Can I get a witness? Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, yes, go get some fucking help. Uh, But anyway, she runs back to get her keys and she just makes it outside. As Robert Patrick is like T2 and down the hallway, she locks him in there. In the school. In the school. And she slides the, the scissors that Robert Patrick was like trying to stab her with away to the drama teacher. And we're like, whew, she just made it. Lo and behold, the drama teacher's an alien and just starts stabbing the fuck out of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty sad, but a great twist. I, the first time I saw it, I mm-hmm. did not see that coming. This opening is awesome. They stab a hand through the pencil. They stab her with the scissors, but like the next day, her skin looks fine. So do the aliens, I mean, the thing is like, I don't see how an alien would control our healing factor. 
You know, well, we don't become Wolverine when we get infected by aliens. Turns out this alien does because <clears throat> later on a head reattaches to a body. So oh, pretty much anything can happen. Okay, yeah, anything goes. <laughs> Except for two things. Uh, Robert Patrick always has that scratch. That doesn't the heal keys. up. Uh, mm-hmm. And John Stewart's eye never heals up. So, Well, he d- he dies pretty quick after yeah. that. Well, he doesn't, though, because we see him at the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I had a question about Was the he? End. Yeah, yeah, everyone's alive at the end. And I thought we killed a bunch of people. I don't remember seeing John Stewart again. You got to make it past in the credits. They have a very 90s credit scene mm-hmm. where it's all of them just in school and it has their name next to them. So it's like John Stewart. He's teaching and he's wearing an eye patch. Yep. And then they write out John Stewart. It is like the cheesiest 90s credits. Oh, I saw, I, I did fast forward through that. Yeah. But that wasn't part of the movie, right? Yeah, but was. he's wearing it was showing an eye them, patch. It was showing them after the fact. It was showing them all like existing after the fact because he has an eye patch on. Yeah, that, that was that <laughs> wasn't was, a fashion choice. That beforehand. was just for fun. Yeah, okay. that was just for fun. <laughs> That's the faculty extended universe. Uh, <laughs> right, we don't yeah. count that. Anyway, uh, uh, the next day we were introduced, which I I, I got to admit I kind of like this intro to all our characters. There are so what? many fucking characters <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Jesus. We see the, all the kids coming into school, and it actually like freeze frame and splashes yes, their, their name names. on the screen. It's like Casey. I'm like. Thank you. I actually kind of like this. You don't know what I said after the third one. I was like, I'm not going to remember any of these fucking names. <laughs> that really helped me. Though. I, I could snapped it. Uh, yeah. And they each are walking into the just absolute chaos that is this school. Like we alluded mm. to. I mean, it is just I've never seen a high school like this. It is just madness. Uh, so, you know, Zeke pulls in. He's going like 87 miles an hour. Weaving between cars, <clears throat> parked in a parking lot. And I was like, oh, this must be our cool bad yes, boy. Yes, that's what I wrote. Driving too. a muscle car. I really wish they would have given us more hints or indication that he was supposed to be our bad boy, but you didn't pick up on no, it. No, it's a little uh, subtle. Yeah. Can I tell you I, the one I did not uh, that even now I'm like this doesn't jive is his hair. No, oh. uh, Delilah is the head cheerleader and also the editor in chief of the school newspaper, mm-hmm. and that that doesn't seem like two things. Wait that someone a minute, would these be. characters are contradictions amongst themselves. That you're right, it doesn't make sense, John. Well, Those hats are the same size. Okay, she wears two hats mostly because I nothing in her character makes her seem interested in journalism. Well, it's because she, she seeks fame. She wants to be with anybody who's famous and she wants to be like famous. So like journalists, I think she's going to be a Gail Weathers. Okay. Look, the dude wrote Gail Weathers. He's not going to give up that trope that easily. Kevin Williamson, is that if that's your real name? <laughs> <laughs> I will admit that that is one of the least plausible like yeah. pairings of things for one character. And it, it's good to know it was written by the same dude because the whole time I was, I was like, we get it. You want to be Gail Weathers. Calm down. And then like I was like, oh. That makes a lot of sense. It's a proto girl yeah. yeah. And then it never comes, but it never really comes up that she's the head cheerleader again. It, it only comes up once when her boyfriend is the captain of the football team and she's like, the accepted social order is the head cheerleader dates the captain of the football team. That's the only way I knew she was a cheerleader yeah. also. Uh, she, nonetheless, she never mentions it. Uh, I like Stan's character. Yeah. I like the captain of the football team. You know, he's like, I, I, I don't want to be considered this jock dude. I want to focus on my academics. And so I'm going to quit the team. And she's like, really big brain on fucking she's bread over here dick. oh my god she's like look you are not good at studying or reading writing thinking so stick to sports it's like damn and she goes what about that football scholarship you're gonna get to whatever college you want he's like i don't know and then later on he has this confession moment where he's like i earned a d in that class but they gave me an a i'm like shut the fuck up and take the a bro 
Like, I get it. It's not who you are. Look, Stan is a man of morals, okay? Yeah. He's made of that fiber. Uh, <laughs> everything about these characters had me screaming at my TV. No, I, I appreciate, I get, I like, I totally bought why he didn't. He's like, look, I just want to stand on my own two feet. I want to no, get, get my it own too, shit. But when you compare it to everyone else who has the same exact kind of trope going on with them, it just but that's the point, like a bit much. right? Right. They wrote him differently, probably because yeah. of the trope, you know? And I get he's like, he also does say, yeah, I got like, I mean, he doesn't say it, but if you piece it together, he's like, yes, I got this D, but maybe if I wasn't playing 17 different sports, I would have more time to study. Yeah. No one plays that many sports. Like people pick a sport and they usually play that. I don't know. I knew people in high school who played like two because like you have summer and then, like, yeah, yeah. winter sports. guys played baseball. Yeah. Yes. But even then he's not like doing everything, just sports. He's got a girlfriend. He's got to spend some time with her. Well, I don't think he spends that much time with her. Cause no, she I think that's is, just for uh, uh, stature. Yeah. I can't imagine uh, social stature status. Anyone wanting to spend any time with Delilah. She is just terrible. In fact, spoiler for the end of this movie, poor Frodo does not have a happy ending. Let's call him Casey. Casey does not have a happy ending because having to spend time with this chick just seems torturous. Well, let's talk about Casey. So uh, Elijah Wood's Which character. Oh, I was like, who's Casey? Casey okay. is Frodo. No, we're just calling him Frodo. So <laughs> okay. let's call him Casey. All right. His character is kind of the outcast picked on dweeb yeah. of this movie, but he's also part of the newspaper. I wish they right? would have indicated that to us at the beginning of the movie somehow that he was basically picked on because I didn't get it when they picked him up and racked him on the flagpole. <laughs> Which is, he And then knocked him over and then punched him in the nose and broke his nose. It was just like, dude. You think he endures this every single morning? Apparently. That's yeah. what I was saying. Like, I was watching this intro where everything that could happen happens to these kids. And I'm like, if this happens every day, there's like 50 suicides a month here. <laughs> Very possible, yeah. Yeah. This is like just the poorest run school I've ever seen. But Casey's also a photographer, right? Like yes. He works for the newspaper as well, and that's how he knows Delilah. Casey um, is wandering the school grounds at some point and he goes to the, the football field. He's eating lunch on the bleachers. As he's walking away, he sees the tadpole on the football field. He, he drinks his juice box. He comes down off the bleachers and as he's walking away, he finds the, the cat turd in the grass. And then the coach walks up on him when he's bent over on the ground, like the shadowy ghost, the shadowy coach figure is like, Hey, I've seen you around. And he's like, yeah, you don't like to exercise. And do the you? best line of the movie is like, I only believe you should run when you're getting chased. I'm like, that's a man after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, exercise. <laughs> and then that's when the coach is like, well, then you should be moseying on or something like that. Plenty of reason to get chased on the field, boy. Or something uh, yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> then we come back to Zeke, who's selling drugs in the bathroom. He's selling scat is what he calls it. And so he feces. does say scat. Yeah, so I was, like, I was like, not a good thing to call your drug. You don't want to do scat, period. But Zeke also is not your normal drug dealer, is he? No, he's repeated his senior year. For fun? I guess, because he's also a genius. Because well, he, Guys, he could, but he just doesn't apply himself. And honestly, this is the only character I could sort of relate to because I made really good grades when I tried. And, and drugs. at some point... You made plenty of drugs. Look, 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 look. <laughs> Look, I made plenty of good grades, <laughs> but if you, and then I stopped caring like junior year cause I hated high school so much. And then I, I had to repeat my senior year oh. because of it. I mean, I get that aspect of it. It's just because he did not give a fuck anymore. He was getting A's in class though. Like they're like, you're making A's in class. Why don't you just apply yourself? And it's like, what? Yeah, I Either would he say is or he isn't. Yeah, Fucking I couldn't Zeke, imagine that haircut. If you were so, if he's as smart as Zeke is, right? Like, and you just need to pass, like, just get C's, get D's. You know, D's gets degrees. Just get through. <laughs> so you, you say D's get degrees? Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Where were you when I was in high school? <laughs> yeah. Just get through so that you don't have to. I couldn't imagine. I'm sorry that you had to repeat your senior year. I couldn't imagine a worse experience. I thought this was a Van Wilder situation. He just wanted to be in high school forever. Like, I didn't that. think he was ready to go. I, I couldn't just, wait to get out of high school. I think I he was just done with the whole like giving a shit. But they also had that backstory where like Zeke's parents weren't around, and like I guess we were supposed to care about that. Yeah. And I kept was, bringing it up. I was like, I don't really care. Very because it doesn't seem like he was like abused. His mom just traveled the world. Negligent. Just negligent parents. But also, if he's repeating it, we're led to believe he's 18. Like, I mean... All right. So emancipate yourself. Kids 18 yeah, now. If you, if you don't want to be in high school at 18, you don't have to go to high school. I feel like, like I said, I think this is, this, again, this is just my headcanon of the situation, but yeah. I think he, he's afraid to move forward because he doesn't have like parental guidance. I get it. So he's like, I'm staying in high school. He keeps getting older. They stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. All right. All right. I thought him and the teacher had a thing. I thought him and the they teacher do. were fucking at some point. They do. Seems Wait, that way. Were they really? At the end of the movie. What? They're yeah. dating. At the end of the film, that's how this movie ends. No. Yeah. Yes. He's okay. on the football team smoking. <laughs> and winking at yeah. fucking Famke Jensen in the fucking bleachers. Yeah. Okay, so hold on. Real quick, I, I have a confession, you Zeke guys. is hot for teacher. I have a confession. Well, I mean, she is. I mean, I get it. <laughs> the last quarter of this movie, I could not tell you what happens until the thing gets crushed, until we get to the locker room, until we see Mary Beth in the locker room. I mentally checked out. I wonder what checked you back in on that locker room scene. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Um, a but, couple of perky uh, yeah. ladies. I, I will say this, and don't judge me, audience, but when you have subtitles on that movie, it covers up two key strategic areas. <laughs> well, let's round out our survivors. we got one left to talk about, and that's Stokely. And we got and two. We didn't talk about Mary Beth. Mary right. Beth, it's right, Mary right, Beth's right. first day of school, and right. she walks into this chaos. She is the picturesque Georgia, like Southern, Southern gal, Belle, yeah. Southern Belle. Hey, everybody. Very nice, very jovial. But only superficially, right? Because you know she's also saying, bless your heart. <laughs> yep. She's judging everybody. I thought she was going to say bless your heart at some point. But that didn't, you know, it, she starts hanging out with Zeke through the movie and it's like, wait a minute, like what are you really? Right. Yeah. Assessment, man. Right. She's like, these are the people that are going to be my biggest challenges to brainwash so I better start well, she immediately them into me. latches on to Stokely, right? Right. Yeah, it's like her first friend and that, what a pairing. Well, she immediately looked, took one look at Stokely and was like, low self-esteem, I got this. Yeah. Uh, who is like our, our goth chick i guess right mm. um now was she actually lesbian because they say no. like no she likes stan wait what dude you did not yeah. watch this movie dude i did watch this movie <laughs> I she just kisses him and like this. yeah the, she literally smooches him before yeah. he goes runs to his death and frodo's oh. just cheesing the whole time sorry casey's just cheesing the whole time <laughs> yeah so she's not a lesbian but yeah she uses it as a defense to keep yeah. others away <laughs> She's very open-minded about though, Mary Beth. More than I would have expected. She's very like, progressive. Yeah. How long have you been out? Yeah, she actually was pretty yeah. much on top of it. Um, but can we take a moment real quick just to talk about some of the names these characters call each other in this movie? Because my goodness, some of the names of this were so crazy. I wrote a few of them down. Uh, let's start with Blood Fart mm -hmm. or Pisswad or Anal Probe or Tit Bags. And that's just a few. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I don't see anything wrong here. Yeah. This was, is all standard shit. The way they were delivered, though, was always like, there's like, oh, 
burned them. And I was like, yeah, just just say it. Move you on. never called anyone a blood fart? Come on, you're <laughs> no. missing out. No, I haven't. Uh, Your Honor, do you remember <laughs> Idle Hands and all the nonsense that they were calling each other in that film? That's just how the it's 90s how were, man. They were not using dumb terms like that. Yes, they were. Oh, totally. <laughs> yes, they I'll were. I'll go back and rewatch that movie and find out. Please do. I, I know we've re- talked about it before. I know insults were had, but it was more to your standard insults of the well, 90s. In, well, I'd say in real life, people were using ridiculous phrases like that. I could think of like when I was 13 or 14, just making up stupid ass combination of words it to made me feel like friends. clockwork orange where there's like all these different words for things that like are commonplace and i was like am i supposed to know what language they're speaking here uh i think uh, i think you're getting to that age garrett where you're like you know what when i was a kid we did not say shit like that look when i was uh, a kid we said a lot of things that are not socially acceptable anymore and we've changed well, our ways so yeah so, like we said, then uh, Casey finds the little slug. He brings it to the science teacher, played excellently by John Stewart, who mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. "Well, look at this thing," uh, and he totally disrupts class and is like, "Everyone, let's circle around. We're gonna. I think you found a new species uh, out the gate. Yeah, I think it's a new species because uh, I don't know what it is. Must be brand new, never before seen on Earth." Hey, look, it's just like Ghostbusters, Paul Rudd character. You know, they're just yeah. doing this seismic activity and <laughs> school teaching on the side. They're actually brilliant scientists. Fair enough. Zeke comes over and is like, move aside. Let an actual expert look at this. I did like that. He pushes the teacher <laughs> yeah. out of the way to go to the microscope. He's like, let a real man handle this fucking glass tube. <laughs> that's a Carcarian Carcarius. Uh, yeah. That's a third generation. I was like, have you oh, checked boop. the it fuck. Oh, that's aquatic. Have you checked the epidermis? Like, he's just spouting <laughs> out and then uh, and the conky will range on this. One is three millimeters small, and it's like, dude, Z, go home. Yeah, like, what are you doing here? But what did you think of the design of the creature? Well, right now, the it looks parasite. Like a, yeah, it looks like a. Turd. I thought it was cool. I thought it looked really cool. Well, it does eventually when it gets in the aquarium. Right now, Garrett nails it. Just looks cat like turd. a little dried out turd. Yeah, it's a little cat turd. <laughs> they accidentally spill a beaker of water on it. Yeah, roughhousing as which I will say, chemistry uh, one one here is you don't want to keep just beakers. <laughs> around even if they are filled with just water you never know pick up everything yeah uh which I mean, then, we like, learned we learned that from slaughter high yeah that's true this, uh, is, this is a, a tale old as time <laughs> uh so they spill the water and it like perks up and john stewart's like look i keep an empty aquarium for just such an occasion uh and he walks over to the back of the class dumps it in there and as a previous aquarium owner mm-hmm. you normally put some doodads and uh <laughs> yeah oh i got a deck Decoration? Yeah, decor inside uh, of your aquarium. This is an empty goddamn <laughs> aquarium. Just it's well, really, it's not even an aquarium. What it is is a just a big container of water. Right. <laughs> it is a glass container of water for some reason. Oh, hello, new species <laughs> to your empty glass cage. Yeah. So he puts it in there, and it that then it becomes super cool. It immediately divides. Um, and then there's two of them. And he's well, like, doesn't mean to divide. He goes to touch it. He's like, now that it's wet, let's see what oh, it is that feels when it like. divides? And okay, so when yeah. he, Stupid. when John Stewart touches it, it splits into two creatures. And then he grows teeth and bites them. What bites. did you think of the design of it? It's kind Dope. of Lovecraftian, yeah. though, right? When it, and all those red sort of, it, lo- it looked aquatic and it, yeah. and they were pushing CG technology, but I think it held up. I thought it looked really good. Yeah. A couple of the scenes you're like, ouch, CGI, yeah. I see you. The octopus head was the scene yes. for me where I was just like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still 98. Still good scene. Yeah, know. still cool. Uh, yeah, super cool, except for Jon Stewart being, he, he takes time to put on a glove, so I'll give him props for that, but then he just gets bit like a motherfucker. It's like the, the epididymis has changed, I want to touch it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, dude, that does not seem like science. Also, multiple times he's like, we got to call 
called a university. Are you going to call it a main line? Like, what's the plan? Hello, here? university. I've got a new creature here. It's like the scene from Monsters U, and it's all like, you're not going to want to touch this. And he's like, I want to touch it. And it's just like, no. Look, it's a mistake a high school science teacher would make. Yeah, that's why it doesn't but work. not John Stewart. No. Not real life John Stewart. But Eddie Furlong, <laughs> Professor Eddie Furlong, oh is going to stick his finger into the aquarium yeah. and get bit. Maybe that's why he's a professor working at, at a high school, because he can't stop touching shit. <laughs> <laughs> professor in, in, in indicates that he has a much yeah. higher education. He's a high school teacher. The university's like, if you can't stop touching all of our creatures, get the fuck out of here. His IMDb credit says Professor Eddie Furlong. Uh, okay, okay, fine. Then he's a disgraced hey. professor for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Maybe he was touching all the yeah, specimens. Too much touching. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, the next scene we cut to is the uh, locker room where Elijah Wood is getting picked on by Usher and a couple other people. And then... Yeah, what does he say? He's like, what are you doing over here? I'm just breathing. That's the problem. You're breathing my air. I'm like, God damn, leave the kid alone. Uh, Zing! Got him! <laughs> I'm sure it exists. And maybe this is just like a privilege that I have. But I just do not remember people being like this obviously just nefariously bully-esque in high school. In middle school, a little bit. Yes. But in high school, I just don't remember it. It happened, but it wasn't like nonstop every day as movies make it out the same. Yeah, I would say that there was a level of that in like fourth grade, fifth grade yeah. time frame. You know, but high school was not nearly as like, dude gets up, gets beat to fuck, <laughs> nuts racked, and then beat to shit right before lunch, after lunch, yeah. like constantly throughout his day. I mostly remember in high school... Like you just sort of grouped up. So it's not all that often these different groups would even interact. So Stan walks past Casey and Casey goes, it must really suck being you. And he goes, you have no idea. And I'm like, why aren't you guys friends? Like you obviously like relate to each well, other. Just be fucking friends. As John uh, mentioned. <laughs> Clicks and stuff like that. But yes, it, we're, but we're all not, secluded into our own groups. The preppies, the punks, were certain, the There goths. were certain groups that kind of mingled amongst each other, you know, like. I was one of the social butterflies that was in all the groups. Oh, you so special, Mark. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Although the jocks thought I was a dork, but I was friends with the cool kids. Well, so they left me alone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Stan goes to the, he hits the showers with those shower heads that needle you with like 400 PSI of pressure and he's in there and then which teacher is it? It's one of the like old... It's the oldest teacher. Yeah, she walks into the shower naked I think, right? And he's like Miss so-and-so, what are you doing? As if that's just like, you're not in the right place. You see the chaos that the school goes <laughs> through true. every day. This is probably the third time Stan has had upon a teacher in his fucking shower. Well, if fucking Zeke is banging out what's-her-face, I'm sure they've been in the shower. No, not yet though. He waits until... Wait, right. what? Yeah, it doesn't happen no, no, yet. No. The sexual tension is there. Though. It is there. Yeah, because he does offer her She's, cherry-flavored uh, condoms. Mm, Zeke, why are you selling drugs? I've been having uh, people oh, I got say I got the condom scene of like, you know, like, hey, remember how we hooked up and you don't want to talk about it? How about some condoms? No, that yeah. was his way of like, go away. I know yeah. this will make you uh, feel I know you're very sexually repressed and right. it's, it's going to freak you out. But obviously it, he feels a certain kind of way because after that whole scene, he does like put his head on his trunk. He like, does. I'm a he fucking asshole. He has a moment asshole. of like, oh, this is who I really want to be. He's like, I don't want to treat her like shit, yeah. but I, I got to have my image. I'm in love with a grown dude. adult who's not supposed to have any kind of relationship with me. What am I doing? Yeah. Senior. Regardless, they're not hooked up yet. That's true. Okay, okay, yes. okay. So, so anyway. So the shower scene yes. with old lady 
Hannigan. And she's like, ah, I can't breathe. Uh, help me. And he's like, that was cool, actually. Yeah. Which is like, and, I can't and her breathe. whole skin is melting. I mean, the effects were aces. Her whole skin is melting. And then she the like, the side of her head comes off with the yeah, like he, a, a mold, a mud of hair. Yeah, like, John was about to get to that. Yeah. Oh, he, so she like lunges at him and then the, the kid grabs her. And then, like, yeah, the whole side of her head just comes off. And then it cuts. Like a whole section of her scalp just yeah. gets pulled off in a chunk. Ugh. And it. The, the grossest part, though, is it splats on the ground like a wet towel, Ugh. like a blood-soaked wet towel on the shower floor. Oh, that noise made my stomach churn so hard. Such a great scene. So up at this point, our, our, our alien invasion has already started to take place. So the principal's back at her job. She's back in. Oh, also should know when women get uh, absorbed or by these aliens, they all start dressing very sexily out of nowhere. I don't know what it is about that. The guys, I Look, mean, the co- aliens aren't prudes, bro. I guess because uh, <laughs> the coach still dresses like a coach. Yeah, he <laughs> doesn't change at all. <laughs> no, yeah, he start- tucks in his polo shirt and do his short gym shorts. <laughs> Jesus, that uh, gym. Look. But all the alien controlled faculty are just chugging water nonstop. Like they can't. They're just like at the water cooler. Like, and I like how Johnster's like, hey, you seen the coach he's really thirsty today <laughs> after the the teacher falls apart in the uh, shower scene uh they're with the principal again she's like oh we didn't want to tell anybody but she's got cancer and a lot of the drugs are doing weird things to her body and that was like how they wrote off like her scalp yeah. falling off and, the, and he's like we don't want to tell anyone and the kid's like okay yeah i won't tell anyone and i was like bullshit he would leave that office and tell Everybody, well, kids can't keep didn't, secrets where shit. <laughs> didn't he immediately run to tell um, Bobo Gale Weathers, and then they were like, Delilah. "Let's go, yeah, like let's go look into the teachers' lounge and see if we can find any juicy secrets to expose." Because that's the next scene yeah. is when they break well, no, into the faculty lounge. She's going in there because she has nothing, so she doesn't know about. This oh, yet. she's digging up her own dirt. Yeah, she's like, "I have," because oh. she's mentioned it a couple of times. She's like, "I've got no front page story. Uh, we need to find something for the front page." Right. I need pictures of Spider Man. And Casey's like, "I found a new bug." <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh yeah, that'll move pages. It's like, lady, you work for the fucking high school newspaper. Calm down, okay? I think uh, a new species of, of uh, creature yeah. is front page news. I would agree. Especially in a high school. But that's not what she wants. She wants the juicy tidbit. She wants to be on one of them 60 minutes programs. That's her apparent yeah. drive in life. Maybe this wasn't always the case. Hard copy. But in my high school, all of that kind of shit was approved by the staff anyway. So they weren't going to publish. Because at one point, she's like, oh, I already exposed so-and-so's alcoholism. drinking, yeah. Yeah. It's like, no way. No way a school newspaper would let that be published. Well, all like, the teachers hate each other. Maybe that teacher was like, yeah, let's just drag them. <laughs> so they're in the teacher's lounge digging up secrets. And then Casey, almost said Frodo again, Casey hears a noise at the door. And he's like, quick. And he pulls uh, Gail Weathers into the closet. And Delilah. Delilah. And they're in the closet hiding out. And at this point, it's the coach. Mrs. Uh, Olson, the music teacher. Music and teacher. Coach Willis. Okay. Yeah. The nurse comes in later. Right now they're talking and they're drinking water. And they're like, have we converted the whole staff yet? And Because Piper Laurie throws it on her face. She doesn't even drink it. She oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So they're at the water cooler getting cups of water. And... She throws it at her face as hard as humanly possible. I laugh my ass off when the Were water. Were you thinking sw- about the airplane thing? It's like I have a drinking problem. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but the the impact of which the water hits Piper Laurie's face made me laugh out loud. I'm <laughs> like, what? so far. <laughs> wow, you unnecessary. So much force. Like, why would she just pour it on top of her head? She's a slug learning how to be a human. She's unsure of how to flat or splash her face yet. Go hard or go home. That's their motto, Mark. Uh, and while they're 
bathing themselves. She's like, they are, they're like, okay, do we get the whole staff? And they're like, yeah, staff check done. We're moving to the student body next. Um, and, uh, Casey and Delilah are like, this is some weird shit. And then the nurse comes in played by Selma Hayek. Who's been sick the whole time. Yeah. Plays no role. I don't know why. Yeah. I thought this was going to be like check off sickness and she'd be able to resist them because she was sick like, or like something. Like an invasion, not the invasion, but uh, uh war of the world yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's just a character. I wonder if someone's like, I want to have a cold <laughs> yeah. the whole movie. What if she just legit had a cold <laughs> and oh, that maybe, too, right? be yeah. on set? I was like, you know what? Look at this pre-COVID nonsense. <laughs> She's just coughing everywhere. They, they even go, why don't you go home? She's like, I save my sick days for when I'm not sick. Unless you're in Texas and that's just yeah. right up their alley. But this is an Ohio. Ohio, so. Uh, which is pretty much Texas's hat, so they're just as terrible. <laughs> Texas, Ohio is Texas's hat? Is that what you said? Yeah, isn't it right above us? Whoa! No. That's Oklahoma! <laughs> oh, Oklahoma, Ohio, whatever. And above that is Kansas, Yeah, you're right. Ohio's over Jesus. more by the Great Lake. Whatever. I don't know U.S. geography. I didn't take Are you six... sure geography wasn't your worst subject? I didn't take six years of Texas history, so I don't know what's going on around here. All those O states look the same. They pretty much do. Oklahoma, Ohio, whatever. Um, hold on. Let me apologize. Oh. I'm sorry to all the Ohioans. Who's more offended, the Oklahomans or the Ohioans? Well, if you call, <laughs> hopefully, I hope you all don't call yourselves Ohioans. <laughs> yeah, come up with a better name. Uh, the Ohos. The, yeah, whatever you call each other. Uh, or the, I, I apologize to everyone who stayed I confused. <laughs> Just apologize to everyone and let's <laughs> yeah. move on. I mostly apologize to the Swedes who didn't even know those were two different states. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. You're just going to have to make a blanket apology to humanity. <laughs> yeah, all, I'm sorry that uh, I talk. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they attack Selma Hayek and they like throw her on the couch and they basically spit a slug in her ear. Yeah, they the, the the little like red tendrils come out of Coach Willis's mouth and like attach to her face and then he shoots like one of his slugs in its ear. And at first I was like, well, that doesn't make sense because his slug is going. But then I remember they could duplicate themselves right. really yeah. easy. And I was like, you okay, thought they were like body cool. swapping, but yeah, yeah. But then I was like, oh no, they're just like infecting everyone. Uh, it was a very cool effect. Honestly, this was super creepy. Mm-hmm. Like this had me really uncomfortable. The gestation period of getting taken over by the parasite is instantaneous. Instant. Super fast. Yeah. Uh, so in the closet, Casey and Delilah are obviously freaking out. Right before that, though, can we talk about Casey just leaning over and taking a big old of Delilah's hair for no reason? Oh, I did not see that. Oh, oh yeah, that. he did. He buries his face in her head and she kind of looks at him like, oh, you're so cute. And I'm like, what? No, I've never uh, snipped a woman's hair yeah, that hard like, without like being in a relationship with him. But I feel like I'd get punched or slapped. Well, she does earlier in the scene when they're exploring the she teacher's lab. hitting on She's him. like, are you flirting with me? And he's like, what? No, I don't know what I'm... Uh, you know, very nerd-like behavior because he called her cool. Casey's not been introduced to all the social faux pas yet. No. Sniffing a lady <laughs> an inch from her face is one of the no's. Yeah. He would definitely in 2022 be on Reddit complaining about women. Uh, <laughs> Why can't I sniff women? Yeah. I, I was in a closet with a woman and tried to sniff her hair and Am she got mad. Asshole? Yeah. <laughs> Believe this bullshit. But anyway, I want to point that out because that was just like completely out of the clear blue for me. I was like, wow, now is not the time, my dude. Well, he's like, it's now or never, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, they, some high got took over and then a dead body falls out on them. It's right. the teacher's dead body who supposedly oh, had cancer. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And they're like, ah. Uh, so then Casey 
Casey in a very not nerd situation. The gym coach is like, all right, well, there's obviously some screamers in the closets. Goes to open the door. He fucking is ready to go. Nails them with a broom and makes a break for mm-hmm. it. As they try to escape the school, they're run straight into the principal. Hey, slow down there. You got to help us. They kill Mrs. Brummel. They're after Ooh, us. Kill, what are you talking about? Coach Willis and Mrs. Olsen. What's going on? Just ask Nurse Harper, okay? They attacked her. Who attacked? Who? Miss Drake? What is going on? I have no idea. I joined this right in the middle of it. Mrs. Bromo wigged out in the shower, and then we found her body in the faculty closet. What were you doing in the faculty closet? Coach Willis and Mrs. Olsen attacked Nurse Harper. How would they do that? There's Nurse Harper, okay? Just ask her. Oh, fuck. Delilah, run! Uh, They're all slugs, but I did think... And this has bothered me the most, like when I've seen these movies. How come the dude aliens didn't get all horned up? Well, yeah, I mean that bothers me. I'd like to see him in some short shorts. Um, <laughs> you know, they would start showing up like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, let me see some belly tees and short shorts. No, they're, they're in the closet, but this is before they were panicking, so they are hearing this, and they go, "Yeah, we took over." all the faculty. Faculty, good to go. They are all aliens. Mm-hmm. They run into the faculty and they're like, oh, you guys are probably here to save us. Uh, they did not put two and two together. That has always bothered me. Considering how smart they are later in the well, movie. I don't think at that point they'd accepted that aliens had taken over. I think they were only like, oh my God, our teacher got attacked by the gym Okay, coach. fair, fair. They're probably panicking. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they saw the slug part. Yeah, I think they just the saw ear, right? Because that was a very close range slug transmission. Okay, all right. You know I'll give I, I, the I dead like body it. had fallen on them at that point. Yes. So, that's what got yeah. him out of the closet. So yes. All right. Fair enough. I buy it. Um, so there's like, they're murderers. That's the, as far as they've gotten in their yes. logic. You know what, John, this Famke Jensen getting all sexy after she gets yeah. taken over. So she goes from mousy teacher to sexy teacher. Yeah. I think she just always wanted to do that. Yeah, but so did the principal. Yeah. She looked basically the same. All right. Now her, her demeanor was definitely more. Right, her demeanor, but she didn't start dressing differently. She still looked basically the same from True. earlier. God, I love her power suits, though, man. Yeah, she, looks, she rocks them good. Stabbing the hands, I always wanted to do this. Maybe she just always okay. wanted to be the bad girl. I'll buy it. I like just that. never had the confidence until the parasite. Brings out your inner you. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe that's the parasite. I was like, I can catch more flies with honey this way. Mm-hmm. But she does honey really put the moves them. on Zeke, so. Yeah, okay. true. See? Dude, we can all agree Zeke would have gotten kicked out of school like... After his second year, right? You cannot do any of this without getting expelled permanently. He's selling the entire student body drugs. Yeah. Scat, bro. Gone. And people scat. know about it. Like, it's, it's an open I'm assuming secret. you guys had drug dogs. Yo, big right? time. The so, teachers know to go to his car to get the hookup. This school is clearly on Michelle Pfeiffer's desperate minds uh, program. Dangerous <laughs> minds. <laughs> yes. We dangerous can't mind. go on together. They've been spending most of their lives living in a gangster's paradise. Dude. Yeah, it's, that's suburban Ohio gangsterism. Yeah, this is why this Zeke is allowed to run the school, because nobody cares. <laughs> but um, everyone walks out of the teacher's lounge yeah. completely okay, and I was like, whoa, they do have Wolverine yeah. healing factors. Even Selma Hayek's yeah. up and about, and she's like, just looking at him, and they beeline, and oh, Delilah leaves Casey behind, so runs funny. right out the door while he slips in the Del- hallway. He slit, and then look, I get it, I probably would do the same thing realistically, but Casey's so dumb. He slips and falls, and instead of just getting right up, he lays there and goes, Delilah, wait. <laughs> I wanted a Garth. Guys, wait, I fell on my keys so I need bad. another whiff of that hair. 
<laughs> if he had just not done that and got up immediately, he would have been right behind her. There yep. was no reason for him to lay there and scream for her. Well, they go get his dad, who's the, the cop or sheriff or... No, no they, they, Shooter McGavin's job is just, we don't know. Yeah. Oh, no, I he, he brings two police with him. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a cop too. No, he's just a dude uh, who, just a dude who, despite having apparently a stellar straight A student of a son, always kind of thought he was a drug addict uh, who needed a psychiatrist because they go from zero to a hundred so fast. Also, mm-hmm. his his disappointment in his child is palpable. Yeah. he's just You can just see it behind his eyes. He's like, you fucking waste of my last name. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm over here hearing about dead teachers. Ugh, what a waste of my fi- I could be watching the X-Files right now. <laughs> <laughs> so they come in, at, you know, uh, Casey is all like, there's a dead teacher, there's murderers. So he brings these two police officers and they go into the faculty lounge and instead of the body, they've swapped it out for the CPR dummy. I thought it was a real doll at first. I was like, <laughs> well done. Right. <laughs> this is a blow up doll in the closet. So they're like, ah, look, you, Casey, I know it was crazy, but uh, it was just a dummy. The, yeah. The coach is like, sorry for startling you there, buddy. Like, also, did you guys have a full body CPR dummy? We only had the torso. Yeah. We only had the torso too. Why would they ever need just legs? The, just the torso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they ever need like? There's some CPR tummy going like, I don't know, but I want them. I can dream. Some Hyatt comes down. And is like, oh yeah, I'm totally fine. I don't know what the. I- well, she's not there. It's one of the weird things. Like she's not there. They All go, right. you want to call her? We got her on the phone. Right. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna need to talk. Because they say that she has epilepsy, so she was having a seizure. That's why the coach got on top of her. Which. Uh, pro tip, do not do that. You are not supposed to just get on top of people having a seizure. Really? Uh, yeah. Or, and also don't, uh, you're not supposed to put things in their mouth. That's a, huh. a myth. You got to keep the tongue down. Uh, you basically you don't just, them bite in their tongue. That's what yeah, it was. Right. I think you, you need to like ma- break their jaw or something. Right. You right? can, you can break their jaw and you're basically supposed to make sure they can't like, you know, harm themselves, but you don't want to pin them down because you can, they can hurt themselves. Gotcha. Struggling the against more them. you know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, they're, they're like, that's what happened. Let's go call some. Hayek, the principal and one of the cops goes into uh, her office, office, the principal's office, and the mom is like, I know a person downtown, a doctor. Uh, we're going to take you in to get some psychiatric help. It's like, damn, dude. Wait, like, the mom's at the school too? Yeah, the mom and dad oh. go. She is a very small part. Yeah. Oh, I thought she it was is, only the dad. No, the mom's there mostly to say, I'm going to take you to a psychiatrist. You didn't go, who's that blonde lady <laughs> next to Shooter McGavin? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, well, it's the mom who's just like, you need, you need to go see a psychiatrist because you made up one story. <laughs> Even if this was a totally made up story, it feels like a real jump. Uh, They've been waiting. Yeah. They're so fucking disappointed in this Casey kid. They are ready to commit his ass. Uh, well, guys, let's be honest. When they're when they're back at home and the dad's chiding, you know, Casey for basically filing a false claim of murder on his teachers, he goes, you know what? No more TV. And then he picks up a porno magazine called oh, Boob. That was my favorite part. He's taking, he's like, no more internet, no more music. And his mom's like, don't forget the porno. <laughs> and he goes, no more flogging the bishop. <laughs> yeah. But he has a magazine called Boob. And I was like, you know what? That magazine delivers exactly what it promises. Yeah. Hey, you get it what it says. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hey, you know what? This is right. This precedes uh, the scene where they are tearing open books looking for drugs. Like, yes. They hide them in the spines <laughs> yes. of the book. I'm like, mom, who said that? <laughs> dude, he, they are so convinced that he is on drugs. And it's like, dude, one bad night. That's all it takes. 
Listen, you're right. There must be some underlying just hatred of their own kid. Well, that's why I thought he was a cop because it was like only a cop. Be like, my son's not going to be part of the criminal element. But Casey's such a good boy. He says, Dad, that's public property. Yeah. <laughs> that's from it's the library. Property. Uh, so th- Casey uh, then tries to sneak out and he fucks this up too. <laughs> I did appreciate how like ineffectual he was throughout most of this movie because it really did make you think like, oh, he has a chance of getting messed up. Yeah. You know, if Casey Connor was in charge of the one ring, he would have fallen into Mount Doom and the ring would just be sitting there on the ledge. I believe he's crawling out of his window and he has like a no. Okay. Actually, this is a question. I've seen this movie a couple of times. I don't know the answer. So I'd like to know what y'all think. Was the faculty really there or did he just imagine them panic and fall? I think it was imagining. Oh, no, they were there and they disappear real quick. They were gone too fast. Yeah, do they They're have super aliens, speed? Bro. Yeah, they got super speed. But we've never seen them exhibit super speed before, He's even not, when it's helpful. No movie puts in a, a hallucination like that to to not have it be like a real thing. It's the fake jump scare, man. I no, get- they were there. They were there to like creep them out. Because they were casting shadows. Well, yeah, I know. It's very weird. But either way, he sees the faculty, so he falls off the roof, makes a ton of fucking noise. The dad is outside instantly. This is where he gets to say the titular movie title. Dad, it's the faculty. (laughs) He said, yeah. Yeah. He said the line. Uh, And then... (laughs) John's way too excited about it. And then his mom's just, like, disappointed from the window, too. And she she lowers the shade. (laughs) She does that? I laughed my ass off. Like, oh, my son, no. I can't see this. I'm surprised I didn't give him a bindle and be like, you're the world's problem now, Casey. Shooter McGavin has boob rolled up yes. like he's about to he's hit his son. Still got it in his hand. It's like, what are you doing out here, boy? Uh, that was a weird man, Jack from Hotel Hell. That dude was going to keep that porn magazine. Oh, definitely. So the next day at school, Delilah is like, incognito which means the pretty girl just puts her hair in front of her face and puts on glasses, glasses yeah like, also oh, is that what she was she an incognito yeah, yeah she oh i that. thought something i really down. don't think you watched this movie <laughs> I <dude. know>. she <laughs> makes the whole thing they also note they can't get in touch with her because uh before all night right because uh casey's like call delilah call delilah she'll back up what i'm saying and she's like yeah we've tried no one's answering her phone so weird dun, so dun, we think dun. maybe she's ah you know what i didn't put that together I thought she just got infected somewhere along the way. Oh. But she, you're telling me she got infected that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably the faculty. They okay, maybe they about. are real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They went and got her when they when they saw fucking Shooter McGee come making, out. They were making the rounds. Uh, so yeah, so Delilah comes. She's incognito mode. Okay. Uh, she looks exactly the same, except she has glasses now. And she's wearing a big shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the 90s. Everybody wore big shirts. John, John, did you think this was a new character? Yeah, I was. I was like, okay, <laughs> it is too late in the movie to be introduced to me to new people listeners we're gonna put a post up on instagram of a conversation that we had over uh over chat <laughs> yes. about john basically not knowing who bobcat goldwaite was and think i was referring to an actual bobcat every time i mentioned <laughs> wow. the name in the podcast uh yeah that was a great conversation check out our instagram but anyway uh <laughs> my man just goes right on with the promotion <laughs> hit that like button yeah, hit subscribe <laughs> smash it everything and that's that's gravetalk.com that's where you're gonna find that at <laughs> The, the next thing, though, the school knows are like this intercom where the principal's like, would the following students come to the, the principal's office for a meeting? And then the teacher in the class is like, I want you all to list down your lineage. Oh, this is my one of my history. And I was parts. like, what the fuck? It's like, write down all your family, starting with the people who live with you. And then one of the kids go, is this going to be on the test? Dude, like, this, is is the yeah, test. Yeah, this is the 
is the test. <laughs> but it's like, even if it was, do you need to study your own family? What's the point of this question? Uh, I also want to know where your nearest relative is outside of the ones <laughs> yes. in your home directly. It's like really weird. But yeah, they're calling in all the students into the principal's office and the nurse's office for quote unquote ear tests or, you know, checking yeah. your hearing tests. And they're turning them all into pod people. So you see lines of students outside of the nurse's office. Everybody's starting to act really strange. The line of the water fountain is one of my favorite parts. There's just like 87 people in line to drink from the water fountain. This rusty old water fountain that you know tastes like Ugh. fucking trash and copper. Yeah. Oh, I hated water fountains at school. The ones that would just come out just a little bit. What like, is that? Is this what I got to deal with? I got to put my lips directly on the hose. Like, could there is the budget so thin you couldn't fucking put it a little bit higher? A water little bit? pressure, please. Yeah. Or you'd get the random one that would shoot it to ten buck fucking two. And you're like hold up i'm yes. not over there <laughs> you never i mean water roulette you never ridiculous. knew ridiculous uh yeah you just fucking shoot yourself in the face with that one you get knocked down <laughs> i like the idea of john knocking himself down it's really it's like uhf drink from the fire hose <laughs> yeah. fucking bonkers the so, next scene is the one with casey and uh oh what's her name stokely is that right yeah holy shit i got a name right um so they're in the the library and this is where right now casey is like fully on board Board for aliens. He's like, what if it's like uh, Independence Day? And he just names off like 40 movies that have aliens yeah. in it. Okay. So Stokely and, and Casey are hanging out together in the library or something, right? Yeah. They're yeah. starting to piece together. It's like something really is hap- weird is happening. It's like no, somebody's Casey taking over our school. Like, they're aliens. Yeah. I believe they're aliens. And then that's when Stokely's like, dude, that's made up bullshit. That's fiction. That's like invasion of the body snatcher shit. And he's like, but what if they've been training us? And she's like, you know what? That's a great idea. Uh, let's go look at the fucking slug. And they decide to go look at the slug. And they run into the other group of people, the uh, Gail Weathers character Delilah. and Delilah Stan, the football player, yep. who um, were also talking about maybe things are aliens. And right, because Stan goes and tells the coach at their super pool, uh, hey, I don't want to play football anymore. And the coach is like, that's fine. <laughs> and he's like, oh, is, is that it? He's like, yeah, that's all right. Well, he gives him the guilt trip. But yeah, he goes, like, what else am I away? supposed to say if you write the weekend before we play uh, the Steamrollers, who is the only team that could kick our ass? And Stan's like, yeah, it does suck for y'all. All right, I'm out of here. If that's the only team that can kick your ass, you, you're you okay. That's yeah, a, that's a 13 to 1 record right there. Exactly. So, so uh, he's like, oh, good then. We're okay. Uh, but Stan's like, I don't know. The coach is normally a hard ass, but his ass is slightly less hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a soft ass yeah, today. It was very weird. I've never seen him so soft. So they all meet back up in John Stewart's room. Uh, but all, wow, that took a turn. Yeah, they all get together because also at this time, Zeke is putting the moves on Annabelle. Right, Mary, Beth. Mary Beth, Annabelle, whatever. Close enough. Mary Beth, and Mary, <laughs> Mary Beth's not the name I'm trying to get in this one. Uh, and Mary, and he's like, "All right, I need to go steal some drug supplies." And he, he takes, pulls a Breaking Bad on this one. Yeah, he takes Mary Beth into the science lab. She's like, "Oh, this is where you get your supplies from. You borrow them." He's like, "I prefer to call it stealing," <laughs> <laughs> and that is apparently romantic. Uh, oh yeah, no, he goes, he goes. But if someone comes in here, it's going to look awkward. So just grab onto me and start making out as fast as possible because that's more believable. And then goes in for the grossest, most ineffectual like makeout scene. Just mouth I've open. Ever seen. <laughs> so I have a question. What we find out about Mary Beth in the back half of this movie? Why didn't she just take him over right now? Great question. She had him alone. She had him isolated. He is the source of the uh, drug that is going to kill our parasites. But she doesn't know that yet. They seem to. She does have a backstory that says she's allergic to Tylenol. That's why she can't take medicines and stuff like that. She's like, I'm allergic to Tylenol. 
But so uh, she doesn't know about the drug. Is that no? Why? They find out right now about the drug. Yeah, okay. so when they kill John Stewart. About, yeah, they don't know about the drug so that's she's killing him yet. She's just still doing recon. And the thing is, yeah. right before maybe but she was, maybe she was like, okay, I'm gonna go and take over Zeke now. The thing is, he pulls back real quick because he can hear through the vent the kids next door talking about the slug, and he's like, listen to these dorks. <laughs> so yeah. circumstances saved Zeke's hide. Just probably. Thank God things worked out exactly at the time gotcha. that they did, okay. or else you know who knows what could have happened. Then yeah. Zeke and Mary Beth break into uh, the science room, John Stewart's aquarium is empty and Zeke starts faking, oh, I'm been attacked by aliens. And he's like, Casey, the only alien in this school is you. Yeah, just unnecessarily dickish. Uh, and they're like, oh, Burn. yeah, got him. right. And he's so proud of himself, gives himself a high five. He's like <laughs> slow clapping yeah. on his way over to the aquarium. Oh, he's mm-hmm. going to be thinking about that one for a week. <laughs> uh, and so they're all like, well, where could the alien have gone? And they're like, oh, maybe he sent it to the university. Um, and they're like, unlikely. I don't know why it's unlikely, but they don't believe that. Uh, so then John Stewart comes in and he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Shouldn't you be in class? And they're like, as a matter of fact, we think the school's taken over by aliens. What happens? Casey thinks you're an alien. Yeah, you are probably one. What happened to the alien in here? And he's like, is that what you think? And like dramatic, like he might as well be lowering the shades and locking the <laughs> yeah. doors. And they're like, uh, oh, okay, I guess you are a fucking alien. And he fucking tendrils. He grabs, he grabs Zeke. Yeah. He's trying to leave and throws him across the room. And at this point, they're like, he's definitely an alien. So super strength, check. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. he just one hand super speed him. comes with the comes with the game. Uh, so then Zeke gets like a paper cutter blade. The the iconic moment from the trailer. I never saw this movie, but I remember this from the trailer that played on TV. He goes over to a paper cutter, rips off the blade handle, and then uses it as like an axe type sword. But doesn't really do a good job with it. No, well, he cuts off all of John Stewart's fingers. So True. that's pretty Which successful. Is, that's not how that would work, by the way. No, certainly not. Uh, but. Pretty successful, I would think, if it were a human. But since it's an alien, all the fingers just crawl back up. Like and, slithered. Like they yeah. like start worming their way towards the other kids that are hiding behind the bench. Like, So does each finger have a little parasite in it? Well, no. So I can explain this because this is actually something I do remember from the movie. Is they say um, either at this part or right afterwards um, <clears throat> that the, the different aliens and the different body parts and the different people and stuff are all a hive mind of a bigger being that controls every part of them. So okay. if the fingers get cut off, the hive so the mind slug creature, is like the brain. The yeah. queen can still control the little fingers. Zeke is fighting John Stewart. At some point, he pulls out his little like he uses empty bic pins mm-hmm. filled Store with the scat, drugs, yeah, and he stabs one in the eye of John Stewart. And at this point, he starts melting and bubbling like an Alka Seltzer. It's just so weird. And my wife was like, how much drugs are in those pins? That seems like a lot of drug. Yeah. Especially if it's caffeine. Yeah. Well, they weren't all the way full. They were pretty full, though. I mean, you know. For $5 or whatever he was charging them? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, but I guess if it's just no-dose and, you know whatever else he's like shoving in there pills and whatever else like breaking bad style shit he was doing <laughs> in his garage. But yeah. How long do you think that high lasts from the movie? looks like about three minutes or actually as long as the plot needs it to last. <laughs> right. It varies. It yeah. wildly varies. Yeah. I guess it depends on how uh, sensitive you are to caffeine. But after John Stewart takes it in the eye, he seems okay for a split second, but then he starts frothing at the mouth yeah. and he falls over and dies. Melts. Yeah, he melts into like a puddle of fizzy goo. Mm-hmm. Uh, What'd you think of this effect? I thought it was fine. I liked it. Yeah, yeah pretty good. Well, overall, though, 
gore level of this movie? Where do we think it lands? Pretty like low. Light, right? Yeah. It's a light gore movie. I want to say around three. Mm-hmm. Three or four, which was uh, pretty interesting. I think this one is a rated R, which movie. is what shocked me when we Probably got full nudity. frontal nudity. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. Is like I was like I was like oh this gore level is pretty low, and then we got like full like frontal nudity. I was like, wow, okay, didn't expect us to hit that aspect of this. Not with this type of film, but if that was omitted, I feel like it could have pulled a PG thirteen probably oh, easily, yeah. Yeah. easily. Uh, though I don't know the drug use. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but you can get away with that because they didn't actually say like this is heroin. It was scat. It was it's still like, a lot of drug use in a high school. The MPAA can be real. It's only like three times that they actually <laughs> use drugs. We're about to get to a scene where yeah. a lot of kids do a lot of drugs. Say a little toot, <laughs> they just get going. You know, uh, a little snoot, a little snoot of the big pin. So at this point, everyone is like, okay, we're gonna play it cool. We're gonna get out of this school before they realize we murdered a teacher because they go from oh my god aliens to human murder instantly. We're going to Zeke's house to fucking suss this shit. Yeah. So they're trying to walk out of the school all nonchalant, but it's like Breakfast Club style. Like, what are they all doing together? And um, you hear as they're walking away, everyone's like looking at them, and without moving their mouth, you hear whispers of like that's Zeke oh my god that's Stokely what are they doing together why are those two people next to each other what is Zeke doing and it's like it was so weird because no one's mouth's moving because they're not saying it but you can hear this stuff as if they're Mm -hmm. whispering it out loud and I was like this is so unnecessary (laughs) I honestly didn't even hear any of that it's just small whispering I don't think you watched this movie Mark Uh, well well, I (laughs) watched it twice (laughs) I think it's different missing they make it to his car though they make it to um, Zeke's car Zeke's Zeke's car I'll hop in his muscle car and go to his laboratory in his house but Stan gets confronted by the football team before he goes he's all like Stan you're not gonna just abandon us are you he's like yeah actually I am bye well Zeke's like who cares? Get in the car. <laughs> he's like, gotta go. Yeah. But anyway, so they end up back at his place and they go into his garage and he's got like this whole like workshop set up where he makes his scat. And, um, let's point out again for the listeners coming into this podcast late. Oh. That is a drug, not shit. Sorry. Important because this comes up cause they are very low on scat, uh, on the way out. He run, they run into hide from that 70 show yeah. and oh, his yeah, little stoner buddy. Dude, we need some scat. Yeah, man, we can't deal. There's some weird shit going down here. Five bucks pop. Hey, you got any more? Sure, man. Really? Why don't you give us all you got? All right. Dope. You got any more? Not on me, man. What about in your locker? What about in your car? You got any more there? Use in moderation, boys. Come on, Zeke. Hook us up. In there, because uh, they wanted to clear him out, and I think that was the after, aliens after they figured way. out that yeah. it could kill John Stewart. They were like, "Yo, we got to get this scat off the market." Also, how do you sell scat and not call yourself the Scat Man? <laughs> you know, but um, anyway, so they get to Zeke's house. Maybe he's he gotta, does. We haven't. We don't know. We don't know what Zeke. He could be Zeke the Scat Man. We don't maybe. know. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it doesn't come up. So they get to his, his garage laboratory. And they're all in there and they're like, what are we going to do? Who's, you know, who's a, who's an alien and who's not? It could be anybody. So we get a remake scene of the thing. John Carpenter's the thing where everyone's going to yeah. test their blood to see if they are an alien or not. Well, I'm sure but it was also it in this, the black and white one too. Yes. But by this, they're going to use <clears throat> scat. They're all going to take a little snort and find out who's going to die from this drug. I will say Delilah personally insulted me in this movie because they start fighting amongst each other and mm-hmm. she calls Casey a Trekkie sci-fi freak. Whoa. Like, mm-hmm. Damn. Just fucking drive that right into my chest. From hell's heart, I stab at thee for hate's sake. I spit my last breath at thee. 
attacking D- a whole community yeah. just uh, like that. Also He's though, not even a Trekkie, though. Right, Delilah, how do you know the word Trekkie? Secret nerd? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Or maybe he's a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot wrong with that, but I just want to know, movie, I felt attacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's, time, should, it's time to cancel Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> Take to Twitter and let your feelings be known. I, you know what? Maybe I should. Uh, yeah. If I do, you can find it on gravetalk.com. <laughs> <laughs> Before they try the drugs, he also uses some of his scat. Like, they infect... The killer rat. They yeah. stole one from the school, because... Um, John Stewart's slug. Yes, they... Uh, Elijah Wood takes it with him. He's like, we might need this. So they... Um, Take that slug, put it in Mouse Zeke's cage. pet rat. Yeah. Which made then the saddest infected. sound. I felt so sad for that and then rat. They, he cracks his neck. He's like, sorry, Oscar. Crack. And I'm like, yo, I understand. You got to kill the monster you created. But dude, you don't need to experiment on animals. Like Zeke is a piece of shit. Well, I mean, in this particular situation, I understand why he did it. No way. Just go straight to the scat testing. Go to human trials. What information was gleamed from putting it in the rat? Well, that scat definitely kills him, and it wasn't that he was stabbed in the eye that did it. Yeah, and then also they want to see how it infects the uh, the body. So once they, they kill Oscar... I don't think Oscar, they need that information. He cuts it open. <laughs> it's also for a good scene of a very cute mouse just sort of... Laid <laughs> open, yeah. yeah. So he cuts it open, and he's all like, ah, you can see here, it's still connected, and it's still not... He's like, he's like it's not fully formed. They ask, uh, what the fuck's her name? The Delilah. goth chick. No, they asked, Stokely. Stokely. He's like, okay, Stokely, how do we kill these people? And they're, and she's like, well, in the movies, there's a queen. And you kill the queen, and everyone else goes free. They don't figure out that there's a queen. Well, I think they put two and two together when he says it's not a fully formed, it's not really taking over the host completely, it's just kind of controlling it. Because uh, he, he I mentions I think it's all that. Stokely. I don't think Zeke you has You think it's all Stokely? Yeah, they figure this all out exclusively on Stokely's knowledge of Invasion of the Body Snatchers and other types of movies of, right. in that genre. Because Delilah's still giving her shit. Like, yes. You just think it's that because you saw it in the movie and she's like, well, it, allegedly that's how it works, okay? And speaking of movies, now they got to do a, a scene from the thing where they all take a little like hit of scat to find out who's going to react bad. Mm. And then Mary Beth is like, I can't take it because I got an allergy to Tyler. Oh, you'll kill me. So everyone at first goes, I'm not going to do it. And then they're like, yes, you have to do it. Uh, and then the football guy gets a gun and he starts pointing it at everybody and is like, do it. So, uh, right. This scene is where everybody starts questioning. Are you human? And right. It's, it's not nearly as effective as the thing. It's it's. Yeah. I mean, it's but obviously it's, it's homage enough to where you sure. can immediately be like, okay, and that's what they're doing here. Funny to watch them get high. They don't get high in the thing. True. Uh, so Casey takes it. He gets high. He's giggling the whole time. It does add like a weird feel. <laughs> it's like, wait, uh, <laughs> that's then, a bit much North uh-huh. Elijah Wood. <laughs> It's just caffeine. What are you doing? But anyway, exactly. uh, then the football player does it. Then Zeke does it. And then it's like, okay, Delilah and Mary Beth. And both of them are like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And Zeke finally makes them do it. Are right, you both of you at the same time? Uh, and then Delilah f- pretends to take it and is like, ha ha ha. And fucking just runs off, uh, pushes them all out of the way. And she starts having all the slug tendrils move yes. under her face. And or like, it's like, oh no, she's one of them. Wicked, yeah. Yeah, so. And Mary Beth looks like she takes it. And we find out later on how she like cheated the system, how she like yeah. brought her own pee to the drug test. But um, she like, closes her nostrils. Yeah, the nostril closes and then she knocks the, the bottom of the pen off and it falls out the bottom, which no one would have noticed. Yeah, right. But right. still super <laughs> ability. They never bring up ever again to be able to close your nostrils. She's got a tentacle yeah. pinky. <laughs> like, I think I would have seen that. Uh, well, no, the drugs like fall out of the pen on yeah. the floor. Where did like, all she's standing? It's like, oh, where did that scat on the floor come from? OK, that sounded bad. But, you yeah. know, whenever, uh, you know, 
whenever Delilah is freaking out and runs away, she got the broom and dustpan, dusted it up and put it in the trash. Maybe, maybe. Delilah does destroy like the scat creation mm-hmm. uh, machinery. The lab. The lab. Yeah, there yep. we go. So they, now they can't make more scat. Uh, so they got scat in a car that is at the school and a couple of vials in the pens. And they're like, all right. Did they kill Delilah in this scene? No, she escapes. Yeah. Okay. Because she, she comes back later. I know in the she bus. like has, she's like, she's obviously like, this is where they find she's out. She's in the someone, bus. Okay. Remember the bus? No. All right. You didn't watch this movie. <laughs> I, didn't watch, I remember that he crashes into a bus. Oh, with that's the, the best. The principal. That's not the principal. <laughs> Wait, that's not the principal? You no. didn't watch this movie. <laughs> no. I thought that was It's Lilith. the mousy teacher. Oh, who's not mousy? How'd she get in the car then with him? It's Famke Jensen. Yeah, how? Oh. I guess we need to tell Garrett how this movie. Okay, goes. yeah, okay. we'll get to that part. So Look, I, all I know is there's a football game montage scene now where they go to the Friday Night Lights. Well, yeah, so they go, okay, where would the queen be? And they think it's the principal because ah, they're queen like, queen bee. Uh huh. Because they're Human like, bee. they're like the principal's in charge, so she's probably the queen. And it's Friday, so everyone's at the football game, and they decide we're going to the school. We're going to kill the principal, and that's going to be the end of all this which i failure to start the logic on that one like they knew it was the coach right i mean like no they don't he would have been the one that i would have suspected How? first because it's the first encounter casey had with an alien but he doesn't he know. Didn't know it's an alien though he just thought a coach was a fucking weirdo and to be fair the coach was a fucking weirdo yeah but even he watched him attack the nurse like i would have suspected him yeah. Before I'm, the principal. Well, the thing is they, they make the leap of logic of like who has power amongst all these teachers, the principal, yeah. who would be the leader of these faculty. It is very principal. teen logic. I understand. I guess. They yeah. went extra. They went towards the authority figure. Yes. Yeah. Right. I get Which it. I thought was really well. I thought that was a good kind of like, I mean, it's really like straightforward and blatant. But that's how teens would think. Yeah. And then we get the football montage where their team is just super, because they're all super strong, wrecking the other team. And every time there's a tackle, they like convert one of the people. Dude, one of them straight up clotheslines <laughs> yeah. one of the players. I'm like, dude, where are the refs at on this? Like, this isn't allowed. <laughs> Fuck I you. I any of this. I didn't know they were turning people with the game. Yeah. Every time they dogpiled on them, they would turn an opposing player. Oh, I'll like, I tuned out when I heard the wall and I was like, ugh. So minute two. <laughs> <laughs> you were already checked out. I was uh, like, Ooh, this is not good. And, and so uh, the gang, the Scooby gang gets there. They see the principal and they lure her into the gymnasium where they catch her with a volleyball net. And she is like, you all are in so much trouble. This is some bullshit. I'm the fucking principal. And they're like, wait, are we wrong? Is she, she looks like a normal human. Uh, and then Zeke's just like, get the fuck out of the way. Bam. Shoots her right in the head. Uh, turns out they weren't wrong. She was a slug person because she gets back up. But there were seconds there where she starts bleeding yeah. out and they're like, oh, I think we fucked up. <laughs> I think we just killed the principal. Know, y'all. We just did. We committed murder. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, is like you find out in, in one of the weaker parts of the whole plot is that if you kill the queen, the rest die. Yes. Like that trope is in this movie. So it's like you could have saved the principal's life if you hadn't blown her brains out. Oh, is she the only one who dies? I don't know. I don't. Do we see her in the end, in the happy ending montage? I don't know. I own the movie. We can find out at the end of this podcast. I don't remember <laughs> seeing her. So yeah. So the principal might be uh, totally deep six. So she's dead. Uh, there's no more principal. So they go out and they're like, okay, is we it? did it! Yeah. Hooray! They look out and they they don't see anything different. And they 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 uh, send the football guy out to go check what's going on. Stan. Stan. They like and Stan volunteers and he's like, all right, give me some scat. They only have two two pens left. Mm-hmm, so he mm-hmm. takes one pen with them, and he's like, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go scat it up. <laughs> uh, and so he goes out there, 
and the principal and all the football players are just absorbing the water from the sprinklers and like the tentacles are coming from their face. Yeah, this was a very cool scene. Super where cool. Where it kept like, like kind of superimposing like the alien creature. Yeah, onto was it like, like lightning was showing yeah. the skeleton of the alien inside the bodies? Yeah. Uh, so they're absorbing all of that. And so then it cuts back to Stan running back up and he's banging on the door and he's like, let me in, let me in. It's not over. He's like, yeah. Let's go. And Zeke had to be like, stop, you fucking moron. Don't just let him in there. Uh, they throw the pen. And Stan is actively trying to get Stokely to open the yeah. gates because at this point, we've already introduced that little romantic oh, entanglement right. with the two. So before mm-hmm. Stan runs out. Basically, Sto- the goth and Emilio Estevez thing from Breakfast Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stokely kisses him and real, like, uh, you know, passionately. And he's like, I just won't want you to die without me having ever done that. Like, all right, good vote of confidence. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that she, you know, Stan goes out. So now, yeah, she's like, Sto- he's like, Stokely, let me in, let me in, let me in. They, they give him the pen and he takes it and he just pours out all the scat. Yeah, he's not going to take it because he knows. I love this scene. Yeah. That was great. And yeah. then they're like, fuck, the principal was not the queen. Nope. Um, and then they all split up. Inside the high school, right? I think Zeke is going to go try to get to the car with Casey to get the last remnants of the scat. He's like, I have more scat in the trunk of my car. And then Stokely and Mary Beth? They're just sitting in the gym waiting. Yes. Okay. Uh, so we follow Zeke and Casey and they were, they're under the bus. So they, they, they see there's people everywhere. Um, so they hide under the bus and they're like, and Casey goes, don't remember any of this, this. Is, this is, is this really going to take two of us? Like, all right, way to try to back out now, you little punk. Yeah. And, he, uh, and he's like, no, one of us is a diversion. So he jumps out and runs and gets the whole team chasing them down and he hides who, in the who, bus. Who does this? Casey. 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 Okay. So yeah. Casey goes into a school bus. And I'm like, bro, you just fucking got your yourself trapped. So dumb. You dummy. And sure enough, from behind, Delilah's like, hey, Casey. Yeah. I've been waiting in this bus because I knew you'd come. <laughs> <laughs> knew you'd come. <laughs> uh, and he's like, she's like, don't you just love me? Uh, if you're a slug person and I'm a slug person, we could be slug people together. Also, you're trapped. Where the fuck are you going to go? So just give up and become a That's slug person. That's the worst kind of offer ever. It's all like, hey, if you cared about me, but you really have no choice here, dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the parasited... I don't know if that's a verb. The, par- the parasited people, as they try to convince non-parasitic people to join the side, they're all like, we're going to take away all your fear. You won't have anything to worry about. Like all this like bullshit. Yeah. He's like, let me tell you what, being a slug, best thing that's ever happened to me. My back never felt better. <laughs> <laughs> Cured that right up. But he escapes from the top vent of the uh, school bus. Yeah. I got to tell you what, nothing in this movie has shown that Casey has the agility to do that. Yeah. The opposite. In fact, he yeah. says, I only run if chased. Uh, he's got the body of a cheddar cheese man. Yeah. Okay. He's he, got nothing. Cheddar cheese man. <laughs> yeah, he does. He like, and yet he like vertically leaps out of his bus. He's got no bones. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, but he somehow does. Uh, and he manages to escape. At the same time, Zeke is getting into his car to get the scat. Yeah. And this is where we don't see the principal, but we see the other teacher. Sexy teacher. Originally mousy teacher. We've been calling her Famke Jensen, but her character's name Miss Burke. Miss Burke. So Miss Burke is now, yeah, she's totally a totally different person. She got her hair down. She's uh, a yeah, she took off her glasses that Delilah had put on. Um, and mm. she just looks now, you know, she's 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 dressed to kill. And she's like, Sub Zeke. Uh, and she tries to put the moves on him, doesn't work. She also we also meet her earlier, and she just chews him the fuck out. Not today. It's too damn hot, and I got zero fucking tolerance. Eat me, you asshole. I'm the one with no tolerance. Pathetic little runt. I've taken your shit for too fucking long. 
ridiculous drug-induced excuse for a human being. Oh, woman, what are you on? Woman? Did you just say woman? Oh, I'm sick of you, little boy. And if I have to see you peddling your little wonder dust again, I'm gonna shove my foot so far up your ass, you'll be sucking my toes till graduation. Weird way yeah. to say it. Um, and he goes, she must have been on a bad trip. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, do we have a history of her, like, doing drugs at school? Like, again, anyway. But yeah. yeah so-, so in this scene, she has switched it over to sexy mode and is trying to seduce mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. He sees that there's some scat in the car. So he gets in the car and she just, like, jumps in through the passenger side window. Like, ha fucking can't get rid of me. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to drive as fast as I can. Yes. Buckles his safety belt like yeah. a good driver. Right. Well, you know, well, once he decides he's going to crash the car into something, he buckles his safety belt as a way to like, I'll crash it. She's not buckled in and she'll die. That's the plan. Uh, so he sees a bus, a school bus, and he drives in going, I don't know, 30 miles an hour. Uh, the doll of Miss Burke flies through the windshield. Uh, the car hits the bus. But and they had the CPR dummy. They're going to use it twice. Uh, and both things just explode for God knows what reason. Yeah, his car and that bus just go up. Up in flames. Um, and so... Does the fact that it's a diesel engine help you believe it? No, no. nothing makes me believe it. Because, uh, I mean, they were not going that fast. The guy was in a parking lot. Even that muscle car was, I mean, tops. He it goes up 50. like a church in Norway. Yeah. That shit is in flames instantly. Uh, also, the... He's hitting like the side of a tire. So they don't yeah. even keep gas there. Oh, that's true. He just hit the wheel well. <laughs> so if anything, anyway. Uh, you don't know the structure of a bus. How do you know that the oil tank isn't right behind the <laughs> wheel? The point is it's a glorious explosion. Really I good. Love when, I love when things that aren't supposed to like go up that much go up that much because it's always like, yeah. It really doesn't serve any purpose, too. Like... She well, could have got beheaded in the car awesome. and the bus not explode. Yeah, it serves sure. the purpose okay. of looking that's, awesome. That's it. Uh, but a realistic purpose. So, yeah, who cares about realistic? Dude, it's aliens taking over people. <laughs> I mean, the line is too far right here. I need my alien movie to make sense. Uh, so, yeah. So, as Mark said, Miss Berg got decapitated throughout this. Uh, so, now her head is got grows a bunch of tentacle legs and it crawls back to her body in the background, which is just sort of miming around looking for its head. Hilarious scene. Uh, not nearly as scary as I think they thought it was. I don't think it was supposed to be scary. I think that was definitely supposed uh, to be kind okay. of like a, like a whoa, that that's kind of like, creepy fun. Here's your John Carpenter's The Thing moment. Yeah. That's literally all this is. So he just runs away. Meanwhile, all that's happening at the in the gym, Mary Beth is talking to Stokely and is like, you know what? Maybe being a slug person isn't that bad. Like, how do we know? Uh, have you tried being a slug person? Could be the best thing ever. And Stokely's like, this is some weird shit. Why I are you mean, telling me this? I mean, you're a total loser. Yeah. Right now you suck. Hinting how like maybe maybe it's not so bad to be a slug person. Uh, and, and starts attacking Stokely. Yeah. And it turns out she's the queen uh, and she grows into like did a giant. Did we know that slug. point? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. We did see her turn into the giant. Yeah. Bee. This is when we discover that she's the queen. Yeah. I got to tell you the first time I saw this Casey movie, gets back inside at this point like, around the same time that Casey and Zeke both end up back inside the, um, right. the gymnasium around the same time this is happening. Right as she's turning into the queen and they. Uh, I thought it was a good uh, twist. Yeah. I, I didn't like you said the first time you so I didn't see nope. the Georgia Peach being the queen. You didn't see Mary Beth being the queen. No. Mm-hmm. Neither did I. That shit was totally <laughs> shocking. I was like, 
yo, I was like, that's crazy. But then it makes sense though, because, oh, this is what an alien would think is like, this is what good, wholesome Ohio, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, you know, everything that she thought, like, you know, like, oh, when did you come out? Like everything is very like factual, very matter of fact for her. And I was like, it clicked. It was right. a Shyamalan moment. Where I was like, oh snap. Yo, if you think about it, she pretty much told everybody. So the characters in the movie think it's the principal. The viewing audience thinks it's the coach. That's who I thought. In yeah. reality, it's the Georgia Peach guy. I had gal. no idea who it was, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. great, great twist there, movie. Big time. So she becomes a giant monster creature. Really, really a great effect. Um, and they trap her behind the bleachers. All CG or I don't know. Practical. I mean, it looks some of it's CG. CG. Yeah. Like when her arm becomes a super long tentacle. This is the scene I remember paying back attention to. Okay. Because they all get separated. Yeah. yeah. So they end up in the locker room. So Stokely ends up like, you know, basically like they're running away from it. Casey and Stokely are running away from the giant monster. They run past the pool. The monster jumps in the pool and basically is swimming really fast. Stokely is grabbed. A tentacle comes out, grabs Stokely's foot, pulls her backwards. She face plants into the ground, busts her mouth. That was I felt that fall. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oof. oof. She gets pulled into the pool and she's bleeding in the pool and she's about to get eaten by the queen, except Casey pulls Casey her out with the pulls net. Her out with the, the, the fishing net, not, not the fishing net, but the pool net, and then gets her out. And he's like, we got to go. So they run into the locker room. At the same time, Zeke is now running into the locker room. And he's like, Casey, I don't know if you're real, man. Everybody's getting changed. Do more drugs and hands him a pen. <laughs> yeah. Point. yeah. He's Stokely, like, I was gone for two minutes and everybody's a yeah. slug. <laughs> At this point, we realize Stokely's like, I'm not going to do it. They're like, oh my gosh, he's an alien. They lock her in a like equipment cage. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so now it's Casey and um, Zeke out there. And then Mary Beth like comes in just butt naked. And she's just like, Zeke, you know me, you like me, like, trust me, I'm not the alien, it's Casey and Stokely, and then Zeke's like, prove it, and she's well, like, no, she don't goes, you like my body, and I was like, whoa. He goes, I'm not, he goes, Zeke goes, why are you naked? <laughs> a fair, yes. fair question. That uh, is a fair question. And, and then she's like, oh, fuck, all right, jig is up, because I'm naked, didn't think about that, and well, then there's, there's, she, goes, she, goes, she switches why? to plan does, B. Does this, a fit, does this like bother you, my naked body? And then he's just like, like he gets him to look like, it's not really relevant right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, look, props for being able to just switch her arguments so rapidly, uh, from mm-hmm. I'm not the queen to, I mean, obviously I'm the Zeke's queen, not but look how hot motivated. I am. Yeah, no, it's true, he's not. You know, uh, maybe it's all that right scat. Past that. You know, too much scat as a uh, He's maybe. in love with Miss Bliss. Well, he doesn't do his own stuff, remember? Oh, he says he true. doesn't do his own supply. Yeah, that's when he tries to get out Zeke, of doing it. That pure heart of gold young whippersnapper. <sighs> He's got eyes for Miss Burke. That's true. So anyway, at this point, um, if you turn the subtitles off, you get to see Mary Beth have a little dialogue. And then she's like, fuck it. Turns into the giant monster, starts knocking over the uh Yeah, the she's lockers. basically naked walking around. And I, and I my note is like, I mean, th- why is she naked right now? This seems so... Because she was in the pool. Remember, she had to like... When, when she, she turned, turned into, into the, the queen, she probably ripped her clothes yeah. Hulk style. Yes. Fair. Okay, good yeah. point. And I was like, I mean, it also makes sense. A slug person wouldn't really care about being naked, but kind of gratuitous. Mm-hmm. Uh... But anyway, she's like, look, I'm telling y'all, this is a waste of time. I'm awesome. Being a slug is awesome. Just come join Team Awesome. I have a note here that says bros before alien hoes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that does not sway them. So yeah, she gets frustrated and is like, all right, we try to do this the easy, sexy way. Now we got to do this the hard, painful way. Easy, sexy way sounds pretty good. Well, yeah, that's what she thought. You a slug monster, though. So, Mark, you got to weigh those. okay. I just got to drink a lot of water. Look, (laughs) if all your friends become slug monsters, would you? Probably. Yeah, it seems that way, actually. Yeah, Yeah, probably immediately, most likely. So they end up in the gym. Yeah. Back in the basketball gym. Um, The queen is chasing. Well, Zeke gets knocked the fuck out. 
he gets hit with the tentacle and gets yeah. knocked across the room and he's out cold. So like we don't see Zeke anymore. And this Casey is, is now running from the giant queen monster. And as a fellow nerd, this is like Casey's nightmare. He's the last kid in dodgeball. They've just been picking up all of his friends. Mm-hmm. He's just holding down the fort. And uh, the only time you should run is when you're being chased. And he is being chased. Yep. Uh, so he uses his uh, little beknownst to us, uh, superior cardiovascular fitness. They call that cheddar cheese <laughs> speed. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was cheddar cheese body. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, uh, well, he uses the power of cheese to book it. And then he gets cheese and it's the fuzz <laughs> and he gets the monster stuck behind the bleachers because he closes the bleachers on her and she's, is it a right, I guess the, these bleachers have a mechanism that open and close the yeah, bleachers. Yeah, mine had right? that too. And we had that also okay. at ours, so except he, they did not move near that fast no, they for were super safety slow. reasons. Yeah. yeah. So he hits the button and then hightails it behind the bleachers and yeah, underneath sure enough, behind him. he baits the alien queen in there. She gets trapped. He's running behind them almost like they're a closing tunnel as the creature follows him. Right. It would have been funny if it hit her and then started opening again like a garage door. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe that's I, built I, in, right? Positive that's how it yeah. works in real life because okay. uh, yeah my school had those two and nobody died but not in dangerous minds high school no yeah. i mean as we know from scream this person uh whatever the writer's name is doesn't fully kevin williamson un- kevin williamson doesn't fully understand how automatic technology works because you can also not die from a garage door lifting you up off the ground good point yeah this so. <laughs> man needs to go to tech school <laughs> or just look around at how things work in the real world so casey basically gets through the tunnel and is against the wall like maybe like three feet away from the end of the um, bleachers Mm-hmm. So the creature's about to make it all the way to the bleachers, but it's yeah. pinned her in. Oh, it's yeah, got it her so Casey. tight. The mouth is face to face. So you've got a monster mouth basically right at Casey's face. He pulls out the last pin of scat and he goes, guaranteed to jack you up. Yeah. Stabs her yeah. in the eye. And then basically that creature becomes all fizzy and um, bubbles away and boom. At this time, though, when he like stabs it, it shoots some bugs into mm-hmm. Casey's face and they're burrowing in. You're like, oh my God, he's getting taken over. He's fucked. But then but, they drop dead. Yeah, as the, the creature, as the queen foams out of existence, those things fall out of his face dead and then it's like, oh. So everything that had basically been connected to this giant queen is now dead. Which then goes to the whole idea that anyone who is infected is no longer infected. Which and I hated. Sure. And I also back alive. That. It's not a fun trope. It's an easy way out of a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 it's too clean. It also makes no sense because nothing on earth works that way. If you kill the queen ant, all the other ants don't just die. I, I mean, I like that for, I like that for alien movies. I do like that concept. But, but evolutionarily, it, how would something evolve to be so ridiculous? Also, there's going to be tissue damage. Like where the like when the thing goes into the brain, it's going to burrow oh, a yeah. hole into the brain. Like the brain's not going to regenerate once it just dies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? As we, I mean, do they all have Wolverine healing factors even after the bugs? Maybe. Uh, well, didn't sign me up for slug life. <laughs> because as well, slug life. Yep. <laughs> Not to get too political, but I think, uh, you know, as we're seeing, in a, the, people think there's a binary choice between alive and dead uh, in this pi- pandemic situation. Uh, so, yeah, I think these people would be alive, but not in a very healthy way. Uh, there's a there's a gradient of being alive, and if you have a hole in your brain... Well, okay, so you could just be a vegetable. A vegetable or saying. severe brain damage, yeah. yeah. I don't think they're all going back to live in their normal... I mean, fucking John Stewart got stabbed in the eye with a pen, and he's teaching... Again, I don't know that I'm buying that. So, yeah, so one of the I issues... I think that's fine, but... One of the issues for me that you telling me that Jon Stewart's back alive yeah, means time. that he should have come back to life once the drug was administered to his parasite. Yep. Yeah. Oh. He would have gotten up and be like, oh, my fucking eye hurts. 
uh, we find you out, know? even if we give that maybe Jon Stewart is in the EU and doesn't count, we know Burke is back alive and her fucking head separated from her body. Yes, that's spinal cord damage right there. True. So, and as we know from uh, Iron I'll, Man, I'll give, once you had no, I'm just kidding. I'll give it that because the alien was still in control. Like maybe it repaired the spinal Again, Wolverine healing factor. Like you know, if your car breaks, you're gonna get the fucking brakes checked. You know, but they're repairing it with like you know maybe alien goo. So yes, anybody who was infected gets to come back to life. Evidently, so okay, except for all- the principal. The news report that plays over the end says that uh, there's mis- been mysterious disappearances of like the principal uh, and several others. So I guess these are people who didn't make it, mm-hmm. and that uh, Casey claims that it's aliens, but the belief isn't. Like, it's not like everyone's like, yeah, okay, we all believe it's aliens. It's more like this kid says it's aliens. Some weird shit happened. There's been several mysterious disappearances. And then for no good reason, like all the media is there, yeah. like filming Casey. It's like, no one would do that. No, they mean, it really goes, he's on the cover of Time. And it's like, all right, you're going to be at the cover of like Weekly World News, bro, right next to Bat Boy. <laughs> right. Like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, this is the happy ending montage. Well, and then we see everyone hooked up with everyone. We get your your fucking like breakfast club shit where Stokely comes back with like now like reddish blonde hair and she's wearing like non-gothy clothes the, like, and she's hooked up with Stan. To me, and that's then the, the teacher's fucking Zeke and he's playing football because he's applying himself now to be part of school. Yeah, and then you that. see the fucking you know, Gail Weathers hooked up with Frodo who is like, they're like, she's like, you know, now that you're famous, I'm going to cling on to you because I'm a fame chaser and he's just like yep I'm happy to be with you and I'm like the every one of these relationships is wrong but doesn't this movie teach us that at a time of adolescence when our bodies are changing and we're becoming something new that you can break out of the tropes and social structures of high school and be happy no, it doesn't teach you that. What <laughs> you it think te- that's gonna, those are going to be happy relationships? Look, yes. Okay. I, a couple of problems. Come on, that's the underlying theme of the movie. One, st- <laughs> every movie at the time, as soon as the goth person gets a little happy, they immediately change their whole personality to prep. Mm-hmm. So every goth person is just someone who wants to be preppy, but sad. Look, you only listen to typo negative when you're sad. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like that they totally change Stokely's Cradle character. Cradle of filth, it'll change your life. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the IT crowd from goth to boss. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zeke never once showed any interest in playing football. Mm-hmm. If anything, it would have mm-hmm. been more impressive to see him like teaching He's to live his life or, tu- or tu- he was teaching John Stewart's yeah, class. Or tutoring science Yo. class or something like that. I'd be like, okay, there's a thread line right there. Not mm-hmm. suddenly. Mm-hmm. Also, he's smoking while playing football the thin thread line. <laughs> uh, and the coach is like, you put that out and come join us. There's no time off or some shit. Like, uh, maybe you just don't want your football players smoking because it's ridiculous. No. Tom Hanks. There's no smoking in football. Kids were getting expelled and suspended yeah. if they were caught smoking in the 90s. Uh, this was not the 80s. Yelling scat out of the back of their car. Well, he doesn't do that anymore because he gets all of his scat energy out through. Uh, he's football. high on life, baby. Yeah, he's high on uh, getting concussions. <laughs> <laughs> and Delight is John. D- look. American football is like 50. We, we, we don't have time for that. We don't have time. Yes. Uh, Head trauma. How many soapboxes do you have over there? Many. And then Delilah is just a total fucking dick. So I can't imagine. I don't think uh, poor Casey is going to be happy once the honeymoon period. Uh, they're dropping all the pretense of high school social structures and trope. And they're living who they want to be. I don't. I think and who, who they want to be are garbage people. Well, yeah. That's not for you to judge. Well, I, for everyone except for Delilah, I'd say 
say, okay, fine, but no, who she is. No, the at teacher, her core, the teacher and Zeke, that's not cool. Well, that's true. There's a power imbalance there. Mm-hmm. So once, and once he's out of school, and she then she still whatever. teaches at the school. There, there's a there's a conflict yes. of interest. Once he there. graduates, then it's fair game. But he yes. is playing football, so he has not graduated. I mean, it's not like the movie shows him fucking. They're what? like winking at each other bro, from the stands, bro. Yeah. He's like, she's you like, don't weak in a football uniform without knowing that you're fucking that chick. <laughs> That's what movies have taught me. That's why he's smoking. He just fucked her. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, wink, got those cherry condoms. Like, he's, Jesus he's ready Christ. to go. All right. Like, I'm just saying, like, everyone, every, the end of this movie ends so abruptly and so, like, 180 from everything. And, like, they're like, see, it all worked out. And I'm like, no, I'm not buying. So, would any you have preferred it. that the movie just showed him walking out of the cafeteria, still frame credits? No, I would have well, loved to have a last man on earth type situation with, you know, Casey, like, like leaving and seeing like just people littered across the football field, like just the town just laying flat. And on then the he ground. jumps and lifts his hand, <laughs> freeze frame. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> honestly, that been, honestly, John, I would have fucking said this is the best movie I've seen in months if that had happened. That would have been a just better bodies ending. everywhere. <laughs> I really wish that they had left everybody dead. Yeah, I mean, just showing a happy ending, ridiculous, uh, but whatever. I mean, I still love this movie. I look past it every time. Uh, then it's credits, and it, to match the opening credits, it is just the most sitcom 90s things of little bits of them just living their life, freeze frame, actor or actress's name. Whatever happened to the yeah. week in TV or whatever that so fucking ridiculous. song is. Show me that smile again. It's almost like they all, like, I wish they would have all been looking down so they could look up at the camera, you know? I was gonna ask, do they do that where they stop and smile at no, the camera and it I, says their name? I wish. <laughs> it's, but it's like growing pains, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, hi. Nice to see you. Well, that's this movie. I think it's fun. Love I like it. it a lot. Is there I, a post credit scene? Because I did not stick around. No, there's not. The this is so. way pre post credit. I was scenes. suffering through that music when it was playing. I was like, I do not know if I can go through. Once it switched from the stills to just the regular yeah. credits, I turned it off. Yeah, I would recommend this one. I think it's a lot of fun. If you like invasion movies, if you like the uh, late. 90s horror that was happening at the time, this will fit right in with that. If you're a Scream, I know mm -hmm. what you did last summer fan, you're going to love this movie. And I do recommend it, but I recommend it more of a, let's watch this and make fun of this, as opposed to let's watch this and be like, this is a fantastic movie. I, I know you don't like these characters, Garrett, but they felt more real to me than so many more mm, of these teen-type films. Like, they felt well-fleshed out enough that I was on board for to I see how they know, make like, it through. I know what you did this summer. Their motivation was, is like, I want to fuck this chick and date. I hate like, every character in that movie. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that seemed more realistic to me than like, you know, like, I'm a super genius who creates scat in my basement and like well, also Zeke, is a super like the the carcarious blah, blah 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 and it's like dude fuck off. No, realistically, I mean like I, I agree with Mark. I mean this movie I think is about the trappings of growing up and changing and shedding yes, of like you know your your what you were in high school. So I can't believe that a bunch of seniors are changing who they are as they're sort of transitioning into the next stage of their life. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So to me, it all felt very believable that people are felt like, okay, I'm sick of being in this box. I'm not this person anymore. Um, I totally, especially uh, Stan, Nick, Steve, Stu. Stan. Stan, I got yeah, it. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah, especially Stan. I think, like, I totally understand. I think Stan's character Stan's works the man. best for me. Stan is the man, yes. Stan is the man. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's three recommendations from us. Have you seen this movie? If you have, let us know what you think about it on our social media. We've got a gravetalk.com you can hit check out. We've got Twitters, Instagrams, and Facebooks. We're all over the place. Woo. But, uh, Garrett, what do we got coming up next week? Next movie we have for episode 151 is a listener request, a horror comedy, or a comedy, or a horror. I don't know what, it, I don't know what you classify this as. It's a horror tragedy. Oh, okay. All right. I don't want to watch this movie, but we said we're going to do it. and it's. I'm excited to revisit it, but I do not remember <laughs> it being good. But we are doing the classic Death Becomes Her. The Glenn Close Looney Tunes cartoon come to life. It's got Bruce Willis in it. Yeah. And Goldie Hawn. I rewatched the trailer and was like, oh, yeah, but Bruce Willis is in this? Okay. This is a Robert Zumeckis film, I know. Back to the Future guy. Yes. That shocked me as well. They also leaned very heavily on that in the trailer. They're like, this Robert Zumeckis film by Robert Zumeckis, who, by the way, did you know? (laughs) Coming uh, straight off the hot trilogy of Back to the Future to put this out. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Maybe. Listen. I'm going to say maybe it's better than we remember. Okay. That's what I'm hoping for. Because I right. watched the trailer again, too, and I was like, oh, this just seems just gnarly. Again, I don't remember it being a good movie, but like watching it, I was like, I'm going to have a lot to say. I remember minimum. actively <laughs> disliking it, but I, I haven't seen it in 20 years, probably. I don't remember anything at all, except uh, someone gets a, I, their stomach shot out. I think we get classic Bruce Willis moonlighting. So I'm excited to see if, if that's the Bruce Willis we get as opposed right. to like... i tell you what. You want to talk about it on the episode? No, let's just okay. get back to back. Let's do it. This is going to be a double episode. We haven't even <laughs> seen it. We're just going <laughs> to yeah. talk so about it. So based right on now. what we remember from 20 or 30 years ago... No, I'm going to say let's, let's put all bias aside. Let's go in giving it an actual chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, we are. And then let's see what we think. You're the only one that says that you like hate it, dude. Yeah. Okay. This movie's like slugs. It's not so bad. Oh, Come join us on the slug side. <laughs> Scott, fade us out if you could, please. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs>